All right, all right. Okay. And we are live. Well, I tell you, every show is a blessing at this point. And it's an honor. Greetings and salutations, my friends. It is an honor to be here before you guys. We're not talking converging timelines or collapsing timelines. We're talking our time. Game time. End time. <laughs> you know, I think uh, I, I think it's good that some of this stuff is going the way it's going. It's crazy. It's terrifying, but it's necessary. It's crazy because I um I used to think I was crazy and then I realized I was trying to find sanity. And that's the only thing you can hold on to these days. It's sanity, peace of mind, bliss, euphoria, solidarity. Don't buy the hype, guys. This is These are all distractions to keep you off your guard. Don't ever buy the hype. It's all a waste of time. And we are coming in for our landing. I swear this intro makes it feel like a landing. Like I'm landing a plane. Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era. Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And this is show number 1123, season 11, episode 23. You know, what's crazy is, uh, you know, not only does the world need factions of freedom, this isn't a shameless plug, but it is. Not only does the world need factions of freedom, it's because we have entered into the noise era. You know, earlier this morning, I put it up on our Instagram story that uh, we are creating the Tower of Babel. And I thoroughly believe that, man. Uh, I am going to literally be babbling a lot of crazy nonsense uh, throughout the entirety of this transmission. And it's not time travel. It's not uh, multidimensional existence or paranormal. It's, 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 what, it's what we're going through. And so whenever I say we're creating the Tower of Babel, uh, I say that You've got to learn to look at the signs of the times and understand where we are at. Call it prophetic politicking because that's what it is. Reading the tea leaves because that's what it is. Writing on the wall because it's there for sure. It's the signs of the time. They're creating the Tower of Babel. Every single one of us babbling about something we think we understand when really there's an entire level ahead of us that we have no concept of. And even on top of that, it's a pyramid. And where does this pyramid go? Ultimately, it goes towards the top. And what's at the top? People trying to basically uh, deface, devalue, and dethrone God. Yeah, we're creating a Tower of Babel, for sure. And guess what? In this Tower of Babel, it's godless. 
Yeah, atheism is the is 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 the cat's meow. That's what people want. Godless, atheistic, immoralistic behavior. Yeah, we are for sure creating uh, the Tower of Babel in this very very noisy era. <laughs> Always keep that in mind. That's what the name means. Noise era it means we are in a noise era. We're all chattering, babbling, tweet, uh, 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 tweeting, twittering. <laughs> like like hiddens. Got no idea what we're doing. You know, and it's sad. It truly is because I think about uh, the majesty that one life can create and uh, the, 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 the glory that uh, a multitude of people can create. And it's, it's, it's very sad to see humanity in the state right now. But as I said earlier this week on the podcast, man, you know, in order for us to go through this awakening, the sad part is, is people have to be ritualistically sacrificed and they are and we are seeing an ongoing demonic working take place and it's crazy man you know i i had uh, listened to the most recent episode we did the minicast we did through the looking glass on the hike this morning and shucks man i actually sound like i know what i'm talking about <laughs> that's that's me laughing with you and at me at the same time but the reason i say that is because I, I, I legit am serious uh, when I say that we are going through an awakening process. Lives are what is being, are, are, are the cost. It's like the philosopher's stone. The philosopher's stone is blood. And you understand this deeper wisdom whenever, again, lives are cost, lives are lost. And it's just so crazy to see how fast we truly are moving. Again, I could sit up over here, as I am, going to, uh, and read through these articles, play these clips for you guys, as you know I will. But at the end of the day, you got to understand what time it is. By the time I have, by the time I read some of this stuff, it's like when you buy a car, it immediately begins to depreciate. It loses its value because things are moving this fast. You see, and that's why, regardless of how fast things move, we have to provide a a a, a deeper understanding, a deeper value. You see, so that's why information is important. That's why knowing the data is important. Knowing the agendas is important, but also understanding the end goal is equally as important. You see, these people, they're trying to obfuscate time. They're trying to manipulate our mind and destroy our very foundations, our perceptions of reality. And if we let them, if we give way, they will succeed. And we can't do that. It's as simple as saying no. You don't need to have like a crazy old explanation. You don't need to have some deep, long-winded diatribe like I like to go on. Sometimes it's as simple as saying no. Your move. What are you going to do? <laughs> and uh, I, I wonder, though, because it's like when you get in a car, you can account for yourself, but you can't account for that jerk-off that's over there on his phone about to run into you. You see, and so that's what's happening. We truly are in a climate of chaos. Something that they are trying to control. Uh, but uh, let me go ahead and do a little quick intro. We'll do a news cruise. And unlike, we, unlike earlier this week where we just went right off the rails, we actually have a show format. We'll stick to it. And I won't deviate. I promise. <laughs> 
I promise. Uh, so yes, no, there is currently at the moment, there is no Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash noise era does not exist. Don't go there. All you'll be met with is disappointment and sadness. There is no Patreon.com forward slash freedom faction either. Nope, nothing there. Uh, and we are still in contacts with the We The People Processing. I've dropped the ball. I've been extraordinarily busy over these past couple weeks and have not filled out the application they sent me. I need to send that back to them and then we'll start working on stuff. We can launch like a website. We'll come up with a whole, again, monthly subscription model that you guys can support the operation uh, through. But if you want to go ahead and immediately support us, I'll put the link to our subscription tier post, which you can find on Telegram. And I will also be making on Instagram. So you guys can kind of get like a, a breakdown of how to basically support us. Uh, but there's simple tiers. You can get your live stream ticket. You get the standard, the basic, the standard, and the advanced, as well as the how council member. We've currently got Amy, Caesar, Jensen, uh, and Chris and Lucas were in here with us beforehand. But uh, we've, 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 we've got people within our exclusive membership that have been rocking with us. And honestly, I was talking with them for a good 20 minutes before the show. And some of the shows we have are great. It's, it's just how fast things are moving and me kind of dropping the ball. Uh, but yeah, if you guys want to support this operation and help us get on our feet in a time of chaos, hit the link in the description bar below, tap on where it says good subscription tier and get yourself one. I'm, um, you know, I'll be talking more about uh, storable goods later on in the show, why you need to have anti EMF Wi-Fi shielding clothing why we need to make more posts and videos about get lambs. Uh, this is a, 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 a anti EMF Wi-Fi shield and clothing company that we work with. Like we have all the tools and, 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 and the things there, but again, it's me dropping the ball, having so much stuff to play catch up on that though. We're kind of getting overwhelmed. I said this the other day on Instagram story, I need to learn to start delegating work uh, and kind of passing things off. We've got people that want to help us make a discord channel as well. Like that's what I'm saying. We've actually been getting a fair amount of feedback from our audience that wants to support us. I'm just, I, I, I'm just, it's not that I'm dropping the ball. It's trying to put it all together. You know, you built this infrastructure, you built this system to do the podcasting. Now you got to build a business on top of that. And that's a little bit more tricky uh, instead of getting up here, hit and play, hit and record, and then presenting all the information. But yeah, if you guys want to support this operation and you want to help put the foundation and development of it, get yourself a subscription tier. We'll put the link for that in the description bar and in the episode article below. Uh, as I said before, I will mention my Patriot supply, storable goods, CBD oil, and uh, anti-EMF Wi-Fi shielding clothing later on in the transmission, all of which you guys can get at a discounted rate that also supports us. You know, it's crazy, man. <laughs> it's like, to a degree, what is what is the, even the point of saying like why support us? Because we're on a timeline. I'm I'm telling you, we don't have like the seven years that it took to build this to continue like another seven years. Like one of our exclusive members was asking us like, where do you think this is going to go in four to five years? And to be honest, I think we're I have to get into it in the third segment. I think we're going to be looking at like an EMP forward slash grid down type situation. I talked about it on. This week's minicast through the looking glass before I went on my hardcore rant into time travel uh, and about how you have regional takedowns of the power grid, how China themselves have built a back door into a lot of our critical infrastructure. I mean, my God, look at what Joe Biden did the other day in Geneva, giving 16 
giving Putin a list of our 16 U.S. critical infrastructure pieces. So what do I think will be in the next four to five years? I think they will try to achieve their great reset. I don't think I'll sit up over here and be begging for donations and trying to, you know, promote storable goods. I don't think I'll be promoting like immune support. I don't think I'll do that, dude, because the idea is to knock us down and and take us back into the jungle, so to speak. You see what's going on in South Africa right now. You think they're worried about storable goods? You better get you some. You think they're worried about anti-EMF, Wi-Fi, children, clothing? I'm telling you, things are intensifying. They're moving at a faster rate. And I think I heard it. The, I heard it best the other day. I'll say this, and I'll get into the news crews. I heard it best the other day. Somebody said that the, what's going on in America right now is like the is 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 equivalent to that random Miami building that exploded. It's like there's cracks in the foundation. It's already tilting. You know, it's it's truly only a matter of time until you know either something. Uh, until like a support beam either gives or until you've got dronies acceleration set off bombs underneath uh but the the fending hill it is cracking and it's only a matter of time and uh god only knows what's going to happen whenever that gets here and what the world would look like without this so-called beacon of freedom truly truly fascinating so yeah, support this operation while you can. Get yourself get yourself prepared while you can. Uh, you may have noticed we have not been extraordinarily active on uh, Instagram. It's been a blessing because we've been able to be more uh, more involved with our family, more involved with our community, more involved with people around me, and it makes me think differently about things. We're going to be going over articles here shortly. It makes me look at content differently and how we really were. Uh, battling against propaganda and, and and misinformation online. And now that they've gotten rid of the truth, well, shucks, now people just literally fall in love with the lies. And so, yeah, we're here until we can't be, and we'll do what we can until we can't. But that's what I got. And let's go ahead and start getting into the news. Maybe I'll get like a cool little video. Where we can, uh, <laughs> where we can play like a sound clip or something and say, Psh, "News crews brought to you by Factions of Freedom." Psh, psh. You know, I, I'll say this and I'll get into the, the the articles with you guys. I was telling this to Jensen, you know, because we were we were having a pretty deep talk about vaccine population die off and all kinds of other stuff like that. And I said, you know, the thing is, is with where things are going. We legitimately have to learn to appreciate every second that we have. Learn to make good memories. Learn to look on the bright side of things. Learn to find the sunshine in the rain. Learn to look for the ruby in the rough, right? The diamond in the dirt. You got to learn to make good memories. Life is fast. Real fast. And they're about to make it a lot faster. That's why you got to learn to appreciate stuff. You got to be grateful because I'm telling you, by this time next year, <laughs> it's going to be a whole new normal completely different world. And that's what they want. Let's go ahead and get into these articles right here. Check this out. Unraveling. Uprisings are happening across Athens, Paris, and Australia over new coronavirus restrictions and vaccine mandates. I think that's a good place to go ahead and kick it off. 
This comes from End Times Headlines. They put this up July 17th. It says protests flared in France and Greece on Wednesday as residents angry over coronavirus curves and vaccine mandates in both countries marched against new, stricter regulations that they say discriminate against people unwilling to be inoculated. In Paris, demonstrators clashed with, pol- with police after French President Emmanuel Macron announced sweeping measures to fight the pandemic earlier this week. He mandated vaccinations for all healthcare workers and said new rules would require unvaccinated people to show negative coronavirus tests before entering bars, restaurants, and other entertainment venues. That's right. That's right. Uh, but they're not being confrontational. No. Look at this. I don't think I have anything uh, in the articles about it, but I think this is a good way to summarize it. Media frets about Cuban protesters spreading C-19. This comes from Paul and Joseph Watson over there at Summit.News. It says media outlets are fretting about protests in Cuba, exacerbating the spread of C-19, concerns that were large, that were strangely absent during months of violent Black Lives Matter demonstrations. Yeah, I think you had Bill, I think you had our president come out and say, hey, listen, I, I know you guys are upset about not having the medicine. I know you want more medicine. That's what Joe Biden said whenever asked, what was your remarks about what's going on in Cuba? He says, oh, I just know they're upset about the medicine. They just need more medicine. How creepy is that? It's like these guys are clearly upset about not the medicine, but the virus and the conditions. And like some supervillain, <laughs> like some supervillain. He says, you just need more medicine. I know you're upset. You need more medicine. It makes me think of that scene from Soylent Green where they say, uh, whenever people get upset that there's no Soylent Green, and then they send in the scoops to scoop up the people to turn the people that are getting upset that there's no more Soylent Green into Soylent Greens so they can quiet the rebellion. Evil. Right here, Alabama military base becomes the first in the U.S. to order troops to show COVID vaccine proof. That's uh, very interesting. We'll see how that works. You had certain people within the military saying that they would quit the military if forced to take a vaccine. And to be honest, man, I'm at the point now with the ideological purity tests, uh, the experimentation, everything that's going on with the military. I feel comfortable saying that these these they're, they're purging people. They're turning them into the stormtroopers. It's like whenever the clone warriors became like the the the, uh, the, the clone troopers became like the stormtroopers. That's what's happening right now. Our republic is becoming an empire. That's why this section is called an empire of lies, because truth is treason in an empire of lies. Look at this. How big tech wants to run, wants to run mines with brain chips. Okay, now I remember a couple weeks ago, or a couple years ago, a couple weeks, a couple years ago, I remember doing like a uh, a, a mini cast on organoids, and those are basically like little mini brains that were being created, and they were running like psychedelic experiments on them. They were hooking up brain chips to them, and I started having the craziest thoughts. Cause I had watched a movie at the time. I forget what it is now, 
but I watched the movie where these people were basically creating ghosts. It's like they were making these organic brains, but then the brain had like a consciousness that could like manifest itself as a spirit. And I was tripping out because I was like, oh my God, how many people are going to be in that same type of situation that are going to have like a brain without a body and a consciousness or a soul without a body? And then you take it a step further. Uh, what happens with the brain chips? Let me get into this article. It's over here at the sun, the U S big tech. This is a big tech could control our minds with brain chips within 10 years Unless there are new neural laws, scientists warn. See, told you. I told you. They're already doing it in Chile. Neural rights. You need them. You need neural rights. Instagram's already doing it. Facebook's already doing it. They're already peering into your brain. You understand? Through the flicker rates and everything else that goes on with this advanced AI technology called a smartphone. Dumbing you down just to hijack your brain. Let me let me read a little bit of this. This is by Patrick Knox. They put this up July 15th. It says big tech companies could end up meddling with our brains and manipulating our decisions and views within 10 years. Leading, leading brain scientists have warned. A group of top American neuroscientists are demanding regulation before technology takes the next step with brain chips potentially replacing smartphones as our main access to the Internet. Real talk. That's pretty real. I thoroughly believe like I put up, I put up another 15 minute long video of not hundreds, thousands of people who had experienced the magnet phenomena earlier this week on the show. I played a clip for you guys of a gentleman that had basically like fluorescent track marks from his injection site. What I'm trying to say is they are shooting something up inside of us that will interface with whatever else they're putting up inside of us. Next this is transhumanism. This is biohacking. They are augmenting humanity. Getting back into the article, it says, It is feared, if unregulated, this spectacular new technology, which could be available commercially within the next decade, could turn its turn us into puppets. The prediction that mirrors the plot of Hollywood films, such as Inception, in which Leonardo DiCaprio plays a thief who steals information by infiltrating targets subconscious mind. But Rafael Uste, a neuroscience professor at New York New York's Columbia University, and organizer of the Morningside group of scientists and ethicists said this dystopia is no longer science fiction and could become soon a sinister reality. He told the Sun Online that tech giants are plowing colossal sums of money in a race to develop the next generation of devices that will replace smartphones and wire us up to the net. Facebook is busy working on fusing the brains with computers. It's true. Look up Regina Dugan, F8, brain of... Uh, uh, thought to text translation, random machine interfaces. It's real. They're doing it. Meanwhile, Elon Musk's firm Neuralink has been experimenting with interfacing technology with monkey minds. Social media and search engines have already come under fire for allegedly using biased search engines that can control the information we read and see. They could violate the essence of what makes us human, the contents of our mind and our identity. And what's crazy is I literally talked to you guys about this earlier this week on the podcast when looking into Project uh, Looking Glass, Dan Burrish, Bill Wood, Bob Lazar, all these people, and how that's what they wanted to do. They want to be able to control free will. Well, there you go. 
you hook this brain chip up to your son, you won't be thinking anything. All you'll be thinking is happy thoughts, happy, happy, gloryful thoughts. It'll be like it'll be like North Korea 24-7. We'll praise Beijing Biden. We'll get dopey, dopamine hits. Isn't that what one of the co-founders of FedBook said, Sean Parker? They know what they're doing. They're hacking society and they're hacking you. Oh, my gosh. Moving on. Moving on. Still the news crews. Now, this is interesting. Check this out. Introducing Vegans Against Agenda 2030. Vegans for Freedom. These, these sound like people I could get on board with. Vegans for Freedom. Sound like something I could get on with. Heck yeah. Because they know that veganism is a part of Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. We have an article we'll be getting into in the third segment where it basically talks about uh, the British government saying they're going to have to force people to eat less red meat to meet their target for climate change. And just the other week, we had talked about a New York University professor engaging in human engineering, (laughs) human engineering to make people meat intolerant. So, yeah, there's something there we should pay attention to. I tell you, you know, what I I feel like what what I'm just casually rambling about day after day, week after week. If I were to listen to this like four or five years ago, I'd be like, that dude is insane. That person's got a screw loose. Uh, But the more I keep on living, the more I keep realizing I don't know anything. Gallows humor is what I've developed, apparently. Gallows humor. I'm being taken to the gallows. They're about to wring my neck. I'm about to have my neck snapped. But don't worry, I'm still cracking jokes till the day I die. <laughs> okay. Getting back into, uh, let's get back into the, the, the news. Uh, mass protests in Greece in response to the unvaccinated being banned from social life. It's like, of course. You think people 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 don't like not being told to do something? There's going to be a backlash. I was trying to find the I was trying to find the clip earlier this. Uh, I was trying to find a clip of Klaus Schwab basically uh, admitting where we're at right now. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Give me a second, gang. It's another one from the great Greg Reese where he breaks down what is going on. I think I'll play this quick clip from Greg Reese, and then we'll start the show for sure. Don't want to waste too much of your guys' time. But let me go ahead and get up this beauty for you good people. I'll put the link for it in the description bar below so you can check it out if you would like to. Uh, but this is Greg Reese's This is the End. As far as the public was concerned, the Nazis may have lost the war, but their ideology has continued to spread ever since. Following World War II came the United Nations, 
mass fluoridation of the water supply, the dumbing of the education system, postmodernism, political correctness, and the war on drugs. For many, this has gone unnoticed. The Nazis became the pop culture model of fascism. Black leather and jack boots became the symbols of authoritarianism. Fascism could now hide itself behind a smile in a suit and a tie. The majority had no idea of the global fascist state being slowly installed behind the scenes. And now it's here. COVID was just the beginning of their end game. The same private corporations and NGOs that planned and executed the COVID hoax are now preparing the next phase. We can soon expect a massive cyber attack. We all know, but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison. The World Economic Forum, who sponsored tabletop simulations for COVID just weeks before the outbreak, are now doing the same for cyber attacks, which will be the reset button needed for their great reset. And when the grid goes down, it will take banking and shipping down with it, killing millions in the overcrowded cities. Those with a survival instinct will leave the cities, which is why the Rural Domestic Preparedness Consortium, a part of Homeland Security and FEMA, is currently training for the isolation and quarantine of rural communities. After their Great Reset, we know how they plan to build back better. Two key agents of the Great Reset, Regina Dugan and Ken Gabriel, both worked for DARPA, greenlit RNA vaccine research in 2012, and then went on to Google and Facebook where they set up DARPA equivalents. In 2018, they joined Welcome Leap, founded by the world's richest medical research foundation. Their stated goal to be completed no later than 2030 is to have 80% of all children under the age of three monitored. This next part is essential. It's talking about transhumanism and eugenics designer babies, making sure the next generation doesn't escape survival. of a child's brain to be used as the model brain that all infants will be molded to via therapeutic interventions. Like slaves in a dystopian sci-fi movie, except this is not a movie and it's no longer a conspiracy theory. It's all happening. The entire world is under attack with seemingly no pushback. And if we don't push back, then it A little bit of a lag. Thank God it's a super short video. It's like five minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, then there you go. That, uh, that, that did it. I'll put the link for that in the description bar again. That is uh, Greg Reese's This is the End. And he's basically talking about how uh, they're going for an, in, for an in-games approach with what they're doing by getting us 
basically by 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 trying to stop us before we can even get started killing the baby in the womb it's a crazy concept and it's what they're doing it's eugenics um this is literally what i tried to allude to earlier this week on the podcast that they are not it's like there there's a video floating around apparently of bill gates saying that he can use a vaccine to remove the god gene removing our ability to communicate with god well well that's 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 a deception what it really is is making us so that we are not able to receive divine communications and so whenever you have them taking like a a a roundabout approach to genetically alter us and then making us like a boilerplate human it's 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 evil it's designer babies you got to think about everything they're trying to do and what the end goal is now uh let me go ahead and let me go ahead and start the actual show (laughs) i got all excited going on a rant as i typically do but let me start the actual show uh by following up on a video clip that I wanted to play last week during the podcast. Uh, but unfortunately, because it was our longest podcast episode ever, maybe I should have started the show with that. It was four hours and 10 minutes long, uh, but it only lets us record four hours over here on StreamYard. We shouldn't be doing shows for four hours. That's the spoiler alert. But let me go ahead and start this actual uh, episode off by playing this clip of Senator Tom Cotton saying that Americans need to stand up and fight back. He's basically calling out the left, saying that we didn't start the culture war. You guys did. But now more than ever, people need to stand up and fight back against this because it's getting insane. And I would have to wholeheartedly agree. So let me go ahead and cue this up for you guys, and then we will uh, we'll, we'll actually start the show. <laughs> okay, here is uh, Senator Tom Cotton with The Daily Caller saying that Americans need to stand up and fight biological back. Biological males and women's sports, transgender surgeries for minors, critical race theory, culture wars are just kind of exploding in these first couple months of the Biden administration. We covered last week an internal memo from the Republican Study Committee urging Republicans to lean into the culture war and to literally lean into critical race theory because it's a winning issue for Republicans. Would you agree with that? Is it a winning issue for Republicans? Well, I, I would say that you know Republicans... Um, didn't start a culture war. The liberals have been waging a culture war on normal Americans for a very long time now, and it's well past time for all Republicans to join it and fight it and win it. I mean, this goes back to the Obama administration, you know, persecuting Catholic nuns, uh, trying to force them to pay for birth control. You know, 15 or 20 years before that, no Democrat would have supported something like it, but their party has become so radical on some of these issues that they are far beyond asking for toleration for different ways of life and different viewpoints, whether it's political or religious, far beyond asking for acceptance. They want to enforce celebration. They want to use the punitive power of the law and of the federal government to enforce their far left worldview. That is not popular. It's not even popular with a lot of their own voters, certainly with a lot of independents or Republicans. And so I think it's important that Republicans realize that normal Americans expect us to stand up and to fight back, oftentimes just in the name of common sense. Of course, you should not have boys competing in girls' sports. How is that fair to those girls? And of course, we should not teach our children the lie that America is somehow fundamentally flawed or systematically racist and that they should be ashamed to live in America. We should teach them they should be proud to live 
in the freest and the greatest country in our history. We should teach them times where we've failed to live up to our high ideals, but also teach them all the times when we make progress towards those ideals as well. These are very basic things, but a lot of liberal elites in Washington simply don't see that. I mean, they're caught in their own bubble um, and they're trying to use the power of the federal government and law and regulation to enforce their worldview on a large majority of Americans who reject it root and branch. It, like you were saying, liberally, it's often dismissed the culture war, wars as perhaps more of a religious side of politics that are not as interesting. But now it seems like people are paying a lot more attention to the culture wars as they escalate. Do you think that Republicans should be leaning into the culture wars? Yeah, well, this way? well, again, you know, the Republicans aren't starting some kind of culture right. war. Um, Republicans are simply trying to defend normal Americans from a war being waged on them by cultural elites. Um, and there's some issues uh, that have religious themes or touch upon diverse religious views, but there are other issues as well, like simply respecting our flag. You know, there's an Olympic athlete a few days ago that turned her back on the flag at the medal stand after her event in the uh, US trials. Well, she wants to compete wearing the stars and stripes. She wants to compete with the stars and stripes, hopefully being raised on the medal stand. I think it's the least that we can expect people to do is to actually honor the flag, honor the flag that people her age are wearing on their uniform in our armed forces, defending her and our right to even do something like compete in the Olympics to begin with. So again, these issues uh, touch on a lot of different currents in American society. But the one common thread is that you have a very small but very noisy and very influential liberal minority in Washington trying to enforce a monolithic worldview on a very large, diverse country that rejects it. Okay. Okay. And that was, again, Senator Tom Cotton saying that Americans need to step up and fight back against this. Uh, we are literally seeing a communist takeover of our country before our very eyes. And most people are stuck in a trance, man. It's creepy. It's creepy. It's crazy. Uh, people truly can't see what's going on. And that adds a whole nother element to the upside down clown world we found ourselves in. And so, yeah, no, we need to we need to rediscover whatever values we think we have. This is a sociocultural reformation, sociopolitical reformation uh, and the socioeconomic reformation. This is the Great Reset. This is their new world order. Uh, again, this is why you hear me talk about it time and time again. What values, what principles, what morals, what standards, what are we bringing into the new world order? Because you can see what they're trying to push on us. And I get it. A lot of people are hard working. You know, a lot of people have nine to fives. People have t they have work. They have jobs. They don't have time for this. Well, you need to start making time because our adversaries make time. And now it's full time for them. And guess what they're doing? They're running roughshod over us. Check this out right here. Uh, Ashton Kutcher, actor Ashton Kutcher, warns that China could use TikTok to push anti-U.S. propaganda and create a problem influencing young Americans. This is written by Sarah Taylor of The Blaze. They put this up July 9th. And this is something you guys have heard me talk time and time again about. In a time like this, the younger generation has no idea what's going on, politically speaking. And so when they're using things like TikTok and being propagandized too to be anti-American, they don't see how damaging that is. Uh, and again, how, how generationally damaging it is. It's going to be. I put up a video. It's like a little 16 second video 
of a kid riding a bike with his mommy. She's on a bike. He's riding a scooter. They're in some lovey-dovey neighborhood. And the video clip is of the kid running up to an American flag that's sitting in the yard, just grabs it, and then just throws it. And so you got to think, these kids are being brought up to desecrate the flag, hate the nation, and think it's cool. Let's get into this article and hear about how other people are being propagandized to to hate Americans. This is actor Ashton Kutcher says he's concerned over China's potential potential for using TikTok to create anti-U.S. propaganda in order to influence young, impressionable Americans. During his time in office, former President Donald Trump issued an executive order banning the Chinese-created and owned social media platform, insisting that the app could be used to spread disinformation campaigns benefiting the Chinese Communist Party and jeopardizing America's national security. President Joe Biden, however, revoked the order upon taking office. In place of the Trump order, Biden will direct the Commerce Secretary to investigate any apps with ties to foreign adversaries who may, quote, pose a risk to American data privacy or national security, The Verge reported. Kutcher recently spoke at spoke to Joe Lonsdale of American Optimist in an interview about his concerns that China could use the popular social media platform as an anti-Taiwanese propaganda effort and worries that China will, quote, create a problem via TikTok in the South China Sea. During the discussion, the 43-year-old actor said that he foresees a, quote, massive regulatory battle on the horizon as it pertains to TikTok. Quote, if I'm in China and I want to create a problem in an area of the world, specifically a naval problem in the South China Sea, I would probably want to utilize TikTok to influence, influence the minds of Americans, he admitted in early June, TikTok quietly updated its privacy policy with regard to United States users, allowing itself to collect U.S. De- US users' biometric data to include voice prints and face prints. Yeah. But it works both ways. That's how I kind of see it. It works both ways. Like, yeah, they might be using China and TikTok to propagandize Americans. But in a way, you know, if we ever broke through that, 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 that Beijing wall, that great wall, the great firewall of China. If we ever delivered them freedom, it would be like it, w- it would be like fire in the mind and lightning in the soul. It would just spread, and it is spreading. But that's why they're trying to compete. It's an ideological battle. But that's the thing. It's an empire of lies. Truth is treason. There's collusion going on. We are an occupied nation. More time. More time really is. I think that is a crazier thing. People can't see that uh, we're we're in a soft, not a soft coup, a soft civil war. A soft, it's, like a, it's like a coup, a civil war, and a cold war all at once. And we're just expected to carry on like, nope, this isn't happening. Nope, this is, this is fine. Everything's okay. It's like that meme of the dog that's sitting in the burning house saying, this is fine. Or that picture of those Californians just playing golf as there's like a mountain of fire in front of them. It's like we're in a soft civil war, coup, cold war, and this is fine. This is fine. Uh, check this out right here. We could spend hours on this, but unfortunately we don't have it. The FBI says that it is your duty to spy on family members for signs of extremism and snitch on them. You see... Earlier this year, whenever Biden came into office and I said, hey, this is the administration of truth, that was more of that tongue-in-cheek kind of sarcasm. You know, not really. It's the administration of truth. It's a lie, right? 
1984's The Ministry of Truth. This is an administration of truth. This is obey big brother. This is obedience. They want you to show loyalty to Rome. They want you to show loyalty to the state. Not your family. What? You didn't come from your family. We gave you and your family everything you have. You better show loyalty to us. This comes from News Punch. They put this up July 12th. It's by Sean Abtalabi. It says the FBI has warned Americans that it is their duty to now monitor and report, quote, family members and friends who they suspect have become radicalized. There you guys go. If I disappear, no, it was somebody close to me. Quote, family members and peers are often best positioned to witness signs of mobilization to violence. Help prevent homegrown violent extremism. Visit this sketchy website to learn how to spot suspicious behavior and report them to the hashtag FBI, hashtag NatSec. The FBI posted on Sunday. Think about this. This is literally see something, say something. American edition. This is that communistic crap. This is such a, this is such a, this is such a shame to see this once great nation turn into the pile of crap it's becoming, man. It really is. And, And it happened so fast. It's like we were trying to be like a benevolent. It was like we were trying to be like a benevolent regime, a benevolent like nation. But we truly are becoming an empire. And in doing so, they have got to route out the dissidents. It's like what I said earlier this week. We are the keepers of the of the of the faith, the keepers of the truth, the keepers of the knowledge. We understand these people are doing wrong and they're evil and they're breaking the law. And they don't want to hear that in this empire of lies. They got to get rid of us. Truth is treason. This is the Twitter post also includes a link to a booklet put out by the Department of National Intelligence detailing the warning signs to look out for. The postmillennial.com reports that, quote, the indicators in the booklet are ranked, some of them being, quote, highly diagnostic on their own. Others, quote, require one or more other indicators to gain diagnosticity. As well, the booklet concluded with, quote, risk factors to watch out for in others. Quote, report the Lego sets of your family. Quipped author and journalist Jack Posobiec referred to the fact that the FBI famously found a logo replica of the Capitol at the residence of one suspected, quote, extremist. Former ambassador and director of national intelligence Richard Grinnell called out the FBI for its, quote, credibility problem, saying their statement was, quote, outrageous. <laughs> Another Twitter user used a raised a very relevant point saying that Antifa is the number one domestic terrorist organization in America. Maybe you should stop ignoring them, says attorney and former Trump campaign staffer David Wool. So the FBI wants your family members to snitch on you. Oh hey, little Johnny didn't get the jab. Or oh look little uh Lil Jamal went to the Capitol on 1-6. Think about what this is. Family turning against family. Loved ones against loved ones. Brothers and sisters against one another. For what? For what? For Biden? Is that, oh yeah, well, it would be different if this was for America, but this is for Biden? Are you kidding me? That's why this stuff is so divisive. That's why this stuff is so dangerous. And again, we could spend hours on this, but unfortunately, we don't have time. We don't have the time yet. I've got to find a clip for you good people. (laughs) I've got to find a clip of Joe Biden comparing the people that stormed uh, the Capitol, so to speak. I've got to find a clip of him comparing 
them to slave owners. Kid you not. That they're slave owners. Oh. Funny. I typed slave into the Telegram chat. People are gonna think I called them slaves as I'm recording live. No, that's what that's what Joe Biden wants you to think that you are. Joe Biden wants you to think that you were a slave. But uh, here is Joe Biden comparing the people that stormed the Capitol to slave owners. <laughs> Fair elections is just such a threat, literally. I've said it before. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. It's not hyperbole. Since the Civil War. The Confederates back then never breached the Capitol as insurrectionists did on January the 6th. I'm not saying this to alarm you. I'm saying this because you should be alarmed. Oh. No. So even even Biden knows that we are in a civil war. Even his old demented self can tell that we are in a civil war. That's why he threatened you a couple weeks ago and said, hey, guess what? You need F-15s and nukes to take us on. So he knows what he's doing. He knows he's stirring the pot. He knows he's been sold out. You see, Biden, that dude's a crook. He's not an ideologue. He's not somebody that believes in freedom or America. Dude's a sellout. Yeah, a cheap one on that. Scumbag of the highest degree. You know, what's crazy is I, I, I had almost put up a clip of him, like I think in the 90s or the 80s, calling South Africa like a crap hole. That dude is a historic racist. That's what I'm saying. Everything about Biden is just like sleazeball. Apparently, I'm not black if I didn't vote for him. This is the type of shit I'm talking about. You get what I'm saying? The guy's a sellout, but he knows. Even his degenerate, rotting self can read the writing on the wall. He knows he's stirring the pot, and he knows that we see him. And so because of that, they're marking their adversaries. They're identifying the opposition. In the same way there are still over 500-plus people still locked up, from January 6th is the same way they're trying to expand that. I can only wonder where this is going to go. Check this out. Let me get back into the news with you good people. Biden to send. The spike in violent crime. Yep, crazy. Let me make sure that we are still connected. That was weird for some reason. We just got disconnected over there on Telegram. But uh, yeah, Biden to send strike force to Chicago to help curb spike in violent crime. It says that Chicago had its violent weekend on of the year over the July 4th holiday with more than 100 shot and 19 dead. <laughs> oh, man. And that's uh, just a couple weeks ago, we thought, should we bring up the topic of, you know, terrorism versus crime? But to me, they're synonymous uh, at this point because the same way that we use the Miami building collapsing as an analogy for the country, crime and terrorism at this point are one and the same. I mean, look at what's going on in South Africa. South Africa is coming to you. 
when we put when we put that clip up on Instagram and on Telegram earlier this week of citizens literally defending their neighborhood or the freeway from a a mob and army of people in South Africa that looked like something out of a movie. That looked like something out of The Walking Dead. That scared the. It scared me. I'm not gonna lie. It made me think I need way more ammo than I have now. Because I got a kid. I got a wife and a kid now. And I'll be damned if some hungry scumbag that didn't get storable goods and didn't get ammo, didn't get water, wants to come and take mine. I'll shoot him in the mouth. And so that's what I'm saying. Crime and terrorism, crime, terrorism, self-defense, you name it, stuff's popping off. But that's what I'm saying. They're just getting you used to the civil unrest, getting you used to the destabilization, destabilization, getting you used to the lawlessness, the breakdown of law and order. Just getting you used to it gaslighting you. Let me get in this article by Nicholas Sherman of Just the News. Uh, they put this up July 12th. It says Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot has said President Joe Biden's promised, quote, strike force is set to arrive in Chicago, quote, relatively soon. The force is meant to help the city curb violent crime, which has surged recently. Quote, my hope and expectation is that they are going to be coming relatively soon. I've made no secret of the fact that this is a matter of incredible urgency, and I think the president's plan is to make a difference in local localities like Chicago this summer. Lightfoot said last Wednesday ahead of Biden's meeting with her in the city, according to Fox News, says that the strike force was announced in June by the Justice Department as a way to curb violent crime in New York City, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Chicago. The strike force will work with the Bureau of Tobacco and Firearms, the ATF, and local law enforcement to take on gun-dealing rings and illegal firearms. However, Lightfoot did not say when the strike force will start its work. Over the July 4th weekend, Chicago had its most violent weekend of the year. More than 100 people were shot and 19 dead. So it's like, hey, let's, let's, let's put it into violent crime. Let's send a strike force. Hey, let's put it into violent vaccine deaths. What are we going to do about that? We're going to send it to your door. We'll talk more about that in the second segment. But 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 think about this, guys. This is Big Brother thinking he's doing a serve. This is Big Brother thinking he's doing a service. Sorry about that, Telegram folks. I don't know what I don't know what's going on, but uh, we got temporarily disconnected. They had to restart the uh, restart the feed. I don't know what that's about. Maybe we have too many different things going on all at once. Uh, but this is the Empire of Lies. This is the Obey Big Brother. This is him. Them posturing, acting like they care, acting like they're being altruistic. You see, these people are trying to figure out ways to coerce us. Like, that's why I freaked out earlier this week. It's good that people are getting activated. It's good that people are getting engaged, but you have to understand what that means. They're going to try to find different ways to say you up. They're going to try to find different ways to lock. You see? It's weird. Here, let me move on. Uh, Capitol Police will use military surveillance equipment on citizens to, quote, identify emerging threats. This is by guest author Julian Conradson of the Gateway Pundit. They put this up July 12th, and it's exactly as the title implies. They're trying to find ways to identify emerging threats. We're evolving. 
We're changing. We're seeing every single tactic that they're trying to deploy on us, and we're adapting. We're innovating. We're improving. We're becoming better. And so they want to monitor your texts. This is why you have got to get off a of Fedbook. This is why this is why we're not on Instagram as much, man. And in a weird way, it feels so much better. I really do feel so much better not playing cute over there. Uh, because again, that's where they get you. Those are those gulags. That's where they can socially engineer you. That's where they can modify your behavior. And if you stay there, guess what? You'll be trapped inside their circus. That's how that saying goes. You entertain the circus long enough, you become the clown. Let me get into this article. It says Biden's authoritarian regime is expanding its power at an alarming rate in the aftermath of the January 6th protest. Last week, after Nancy Pelosi announced that they would be opening, quote, state police offices in key regions across the country, the Capitol Police are now being reclassified as a, quote, intelligence-based protective agency. They will be given access to high-powered U.S. military surveillance equipment that is traditionally used to monitor enemy forces in war zones. That's because they have declared a war on the American people. Americans are the target. Americans are the problem. Those gosh darn dirty Christians, conservatives, and constitutionalists. Former CIA Director John Brennan already told you. We got to classify these people as domestic terrorists and eradicate them. That ideological purity test is also part of the ideological eradication that's taking place. They want to do away with conservatism. They want to do away with Christians. They want to do away with Americans. They want to do away with the actual idea of freedom. Because they got this liberal mindset right now to where it makes you think, hey, if you just keep being more and more indulgent, keep being more and more decadent, that that's what freedom is. And philosophically speaking, I'm sure that an argument could be made for that. But the vast majority of people understand that that's not freedom. That's actually enslavement. Enslavement to false social causes, enslavement to emotions. I mean, these people's, their, their, their values, they change on a whim. Let me get back into this article. It says that on, Gen- on July 2nd, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin granted the use of eight persistent surveillance systems, grounds, medium units to the federal police force. The equipment will be added to the current security infrastructure and be used to help assist, quote, steady state missions and monitor U.S. civilian actions to, quote, identify emerging threats. The technology was frequently used in Afghanistan and Iraq to gather intelligence on enemies in hostile regions. How? It is being used to spy on and create intelligence profiles of American citizens. The Army will install the units and train the USCP officers on how to use them. Data collected from the PSSG-M units can be used to create, quote, pattern of life analysis and its extremely high definition cameras allows it to track hundreds of moving targets in a large area over a period, over long periods of time. The Capitol Police are discovering very few details on where and how they plan to use the equipment. They said in a press release that they would be sharing data between and increasing collaboration with other law, other law enforcement and intelligence agencies to crack down on dissenters who threaten their narrative. Quote, USCP leadership has increased intelligence sharing and collaboration between all of our local, state, and federal law enforcement partners, as well as increased our partnership within the intelligence community and congressional stakeholders. I got to pause right there because reading reading a little bit of this makes me think of pre-crime. That's all it is. Identifying emergency emerging threats, pre-crime. 
The same way that they got that hate speech law in Canada, where the where the where they'll fine you five thousand dollars, it's 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 pre-crowd. It's trying to stop people based upon whatever metadata and analysis they run, stop people from caring at or doing whatever it is they want to do. Let me get back into this. It says that the Public Information Office is now engaging with the community on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, as well as increasing the number of news releases to keep the media and local community informed. It's clear that the neo-Marxists are terrified and they are taking an unprecedented steps to ensure citizens can never get close to the untouchable Washington, untouchables in Washington again, like they did on January 6th. They are using intelligence agencies and their resources to suppress information and intimidate free-thinking Americans by provocatively or proactively putting measures in place to protect their power. It's also it's almost as if they're preparing for some shocking revelations. Shocking, shocking revelations. Military surveillance equipment being deployed on the citizens so they can identify emerging threats. Emerging threats are you. The same way they got to control that virus called humanity. Don't you understand? This is the empire of lies from the most popular president in American history. (laughs) We're an occupied nation. And that's why they're trying to hold on to as much power as they can. They understand the truth is coming out. And they understand what happens whenever that happens. The responsibility to act takes place. And that's why these people are doing everything they can to manipulate the moment. That's why they call it the big lie. Listen, just because it came from a TV doesn't mean it's true. I read the cereal is good for me on the back of a cereal box. Does that mean it's not, it, it doesn't have corn syrup and all this other crazy chemicals in it? You got to understand, you got to practice some, 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 critical, some critical thinking. Discernment. This is the empire of lies. And truth is treason in it. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the health core. Vaccine volunteers that are coming to your door, knocking on there. The branch COVIDians is what I call them. Uh, asking you, have you taken the shot? Would you like one? You literally have people in Milwaukee and North North Carolina beginning to enact the door-to-door vaccine campaign. It's sketchy. Uh, And the reason they're doing this is to make you seem like, hey, isn't this hunky-dory? Look, people down in the South like it. And it's like, no, no, this isn't, no, this isn't nice. Don't just put blackface on this, on this new world order agenda. This is horrible. That's evil. What they're doing by by showing the showing you this is propagandizing you, saying, "Hey, look, everybody's on board." Yeah, we know people are pretty ske- sketchy about, you know, the Tuskegee experiments, all the stuff they're hearing about myocarditis and all these other developments. But don't worry, hey, we can administer the vaccine to you on your on your front porch. Listen, we'll we'll, we'll cover that in the next segment. The Health Corps, C nineteen, the Jab Journals, and all the other poison nonsense is coming up. On the other side, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. It is a great pleasure to stand here 
and to be bestowed with this uh, honorary doctorate. And the dead Isle of Barrier has been foiled. My latest, let's say, intellectual product was uh, the conceptualizing of the fourth industrial revolution. And uh, some people would say this revolution is characterized by the fight of robots against human beings. And we will win this fight if we really remember ourselves all the time. And an And the question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? Because they've been brainwashed. We really need camps for adults that you all run. I mean, really. All of America needs the programming. My resolve has never been stronger. Now, a rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. So thank you again for giving me this honor. Uh, it will be a day I will not forget. In order to ensure the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire for a safe and secure society. In our efforts since 1990, we could contribute to the integration of Lithuania into the European family, but also through many activities into the global affairs. So this is how liberty dies, with thunderous applause. what's going on around you. You are in a state of war and you have precious little time to save yourself. It's a slow process which we call active measures. The first stage being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis. With a violent change of power, structure and economy, period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to put a big brother government 
in Washington, D.C. We will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. Time bomb is ticking, but every second the disaster is coming closer and closer. The danger is real. And we're back. And we're back. Just like that. Just like that. Salutations, my friends. And thank you for rocking with us. <laughs> thank you guys for rocking with us. Uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. The 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 republic is being reformed into an empire. We are the rebels. This is an occupied nation. These guys are going international. They're going global, and that's their plan. They see us as a speed bump. That's what Trump was. He was basically supposed to be he, Trumping in the technocracy, right? He was the speed bump. He held them up. And in holding them up, look at what they're doing. They're more rabid than ever. They're more savage than before. They're emboldened. They're brazen. They're telling you what they're doing. It's almost like he was right. But this is what I'm saying. In an empire of lies, truth is treason. People have become so addicted to the lies, they don't want to admit the truth. Like we are in a very, very bad situation. Doesn't matter where you're at. America, across the pond, or on the upside down. The land down under. Doesn't matter where you are. These people have unmasked. They told us to put ours on. Keep your, keep your distance. They treated us like non-essential people. Us disgusting humans. Don't you dare breathe. And just like that, they, 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 they're, they're trying to get us addicted to their tyranny. They're trying to desensitize us and get us used to their chaos to normalize their insanity. The Republic's turning into an empire, and it's definitely not. This is like we're going into a dark age. This is techno, this is techno uh, serfdom, neo feudalism. This is not a good thing. Like, it, it, it's good that people are getting activated. That's great. But you got to think about this. And this is what we've kind of been talking about around the clock or, or around the bush, so to speak, is what happens when the population's not there. What happens whenever people aren't going to work, not because of the virus, but because of the vaccine and they don't want to get the vaccine inside of them? What is society going to look like whenever you have like, massive amounts of the population that don't want this jab you've got you got the french president emmanuel macron straight up telling people hey you're going to be kicked out of normal life if you do this that's the shot heard around the world everybody else is going to start doing it now what happens whenever you have only pockets of civilization that are still going to do this whole game the jig is up that's what i was trying to get around to earlier this week on the through the looking glass episode the jig is up but they're going to do everything in their power to try to hold on to it. And this is a power play. Make no mistake about it. But what is going to happen whenever society begins to fracture like this? 
who's going to keep the power going? Who's going to keep the buses going, the trains going, the planes flying? Right? Who's going to be pushing pushing the buttons, pulling the levers? I mean, I, in a roundabout way, I kind of get that. But even there, I, I know who's going to do it. It's going to be the robots. But that even presents an issue, right? That we have been so demoralized and dehumanized that our jobs, these things that we used to take pride in, can be replaced by machines. You see? So what happens whenever society goes through this massive shift? This is what they mean by the Great Reset. The socioeconomic reformation, the socio-cultural reformation, the socio-political reformation. Like, it was foretold that in our time frame, we would see civilizations collapse. And I thoroughly believe that's where we're at right now. <laughs> and I feel like we are only getting started. We are only getting started. God only knows what the world will look like whenever these people are, are, are done. But you've got to realize everything they're doing is to hold on to, to what remaining power they have and what, what power we give to them. Let me go ahead and, and start this segment off for you guys because we have a fair amount of things that we've got to get into in this episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I think the best way to do that is to pick up with this video we had referenced in last week's podcast episode uh, in New Zealand. They said that they are fairly close to chasing people out who are unvaccinated. Kid you not. New Zealand health minister says that the government will be chasing out unvaccinated people. And I'll be playing clips of what's happening around the world later on in this segment. Uh, but let's go ahead and get this clip together and then we will pick it up on the other side. <laughs> this clip's like, come on, what's all the loading for? This clip's like a couple seconds long. It's like 34 seconds long. What's the hold up? What is the hold up? What is the hold up? Okay. Well, if it doesn't want to, if it doesn't want to play, we can kind of go without it. Of course it does. or have missed their bookings and so on. So uh, everyone will be able to get a vaccine between now and the end of the year. Uh, but of course, you know, and, and I want every New Zealander to come forward, but human behaviour suggests that there will be some people that we have to actually really go out and look for, uh, and, and some of that may spill into next year. But our commitment is everyone will have the opportunity to get the vaccine by the end of the year. Uh, everyone will, uh, but I, I can't say that, you know, that we're not going to have some hesitant people or some people who just haven't come forward that we don't have to go out and find next year. That's right. They are planning to go out and find the opposition. They are planning to go out and chastise the opposition. We have clips we'll be playing for you guys uh, later on in the segment, but that is indeed what they are doing. They are for sure going out, finding the opposition, finding people who are no longer wanting to play their game, and they are chastising them. And in doing so, it has created a uh, it, it, it truly has created an awakening. I was not kidding whenever I'm saying the sacrifices, ritualistic sacrifices of so many different lives is what is being cost 
for this great awakening. And in doing so, check this out. Look at this. Thousands of protesters have taken to the streets in Cuba over their broken healthcare system and are demanding freedom. Look at this. It's getting lit out there. I'll try to keep the, the, the volume down because it's clearly people shouting in the streets. But audio listeners, you guys can't see this, but it truly is thousands of people in the middle of the street uh, carrying Cuba flags saying enough is enough. Yep. Thousands on thousands of people rising up. There it is. There it is. That is the indomitable human spirit. And here they, uh, here's the, this next clip is of uh, special forces being deployed. Look at them all black clad, ready to go. Black clad, ready to be jackboots of the state. Look at him. And so a lot of what I've been hearing uh, from the protests out there is you have people, Cubans, draped in the American flag, calling for freedom because that's what it represents. It doesn't represent Biden. Biden doesn't represent America or freedom. But you got protests popping up around the entire world against this vaccine, against this poison, against the tyranny. And they use the American flag. How great is that? They use the American flag as a way to, 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 to fight back against tyranny. How amazing is that? That we are truly a symbol of what freedom should be. A, a, a symbol of freedom, justice, liberty, prosperity, and so much more. How amazing is that? The sad part is, though, is you have situations like this here in America where we really don't even understand and what I mean by this is this next clip I'm going to play for you guys. This is what I mentioned earlier this week on the show. You've got Juvenile selling out to this BLK dating app. It's like Tinder, except for black folks, uh, for black-only people that want to do that. And he made a promotional song saying, Vax that thing up. And so that's where we are right now. The rest of the world is getting, uh, is getting fired up, activated, engaged about this vaccine. Shouting these people down, engaging these people day to day, breaking the conditioning, getting the discernment, getting involved. And what do you have from black folks here in America? What did they do? They put blackface in the New World Order. They had Juvenile create a song saying, guess what? Vax that thing up. So instead of him throwing hondos, instead of him throwing Benji's, he's throwing COVID passes. He's throwing COVID passes. So 
You got girls twerking. They're all excited because, yeah, you know, we get to go out there, be promiscuous, have all kinds of sex. And guess what? Vax that thing. up. I I just I, I don't even know what to say if you want the truth. I get it. It's funny. But the sad thing is, is, is it shouldn't be. Is it shouldn't be. You got people straight up selling out left and right. In a time like this, people losing their life left and right over this sketchy vaccine, and you got black folks making songs about it? <laughs> God, this is what I'm saying. They put blackface on the New World Order, bro. People were waking up. And so they said, shucks, how do we how do we get them to take the jab? How do we get them to do the poison? Juvenile, run, uh, remix your song. Back that thing up. It's like DMX literally died. And we're not talking anything about that at all. And, and, what, and what is left? Sellouts like juvenile. God only knows who's going to be next. Well, uh, is, is it Lil Uzi Vert, or is he still, or or is he still trying to mess around with Grimes, getting brain chips? Oh, my bad. I'm thinking of Lil Nas X, but sitting over there doing lap dances with Satan. You understand? This is the type of crap that I'm talking about. This is the propaganda. People can't see how they're being used left and right. And I, I, like I said, the entire world are waking up to the injustices that are being done to them, recognizing that the poison is the injection. And they try to put black people in an even deeper sleep. I got to move on. I got to move on. Check this out right here. Uh, Ted Cruz introduces a bill to ban the fact vaccine database after Biden's door-to-door pledge. So Biden plans to, quote, come across as a G-man saying, we know you're unvaccinated. Let's talk, comrade. The Texas senator says, this is an article by Bethany Blakely. They put this up July 10th. So Senator Ted Cruz, Republican of Texas, introduced a bill that would prohibit the federal government from creating and maintaining a federal database of every American who has ever received C-19 vaccines. Cruz introduced the bill after White House officials announced a plan to use taxpayer dollars to pay individuals to go door to door in regions of the country where there are where there are relatively low vaccination rates. In response to the statements made by President Joe Biden and White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki about door to door outreach initiative, Cruz tweeted that, quote, when the Biden admin calls for targeted door to door outreach to get people vaccinated, it comes across as a G man saying, quote, we know you're unvaccinated. Let's talk, comrade. My bill to ban federal vaccine passports prohibits the feds from maintaining a vaccine database. So while it doesn't necessarily stop vaccine passports, it won't stop the door-to-door outreach campaign. It will stop them from, I guess, collecting the information. I'm not sure. Let's get back into this. It says that the bill states, quote, to the extent any federal department or agency has received, obtained, collected, aggregated, stored, or is otherwise in possession of any data or records from officials, including public health officials in any state, the District of Columbia, or any territory, or any third party who administered or has information related to the administration of any C-19 vaccinations, including healthcare providers and insurers, such data and records about any individual's vaccination status shall be destroyed by the federal department or agency, and if in digital form, the data Records shall be deleted in its entirety within 30 days of the enactment of this act. Interesting. Biden said on Tuesday that, quote, we need to we need to go community by community 
neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door by door, literally knocking on doors to get help to the remaining people. Neither Biden nor Sankey provided details about the initiative, including who it would target, how long it would last, and what type of outreach the teams would engage in, or what kind of data they would collect, or how and where this data would be stored. They're basically just saying, hey, we're going to send people to your house to make sure you're vaccinated. All right with that? And if you disagree with us, you're probably a terrorist that voted for Trump. So we're just going to go ahead and designate you as a threat. This is this is so crazy that this is like what we're casually talking about. Door to door vaccine campaigns. <laughs> Literally sending people to your door to make sure that you're being obedient. I think that is like this. All, all of this is crazy to me. If you want the God to honest truth. And the fact that we're just walking right into it, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's perfectly normal. Vax that thing up, right? Put your mask on. Vax that thing up. Elbow bump. The fact that that is our approach is, is, is kind of terrifying, man. You know, and what's even crazier, too, is I said it before, they're using black folks. They're putting blackface on the New World Order. It's very real. It's like some, some people I meet. That happen to be black, I try to shake their hand and they look at me all sideways like I'm like I'm like I'm messed up for trying to shake their hands. Don't you know that we're supposed to be keeping our mask on and elbowing people? And so now it's become like a cultural thing, right? It's become like a racial cultural thing. And I find it very sad. I really do. All of this is actually very disturbing to see that still we have this many people this far into the so-called pandemic uh, going along with this. I should turn. I, I, what I should do is play this clip and then get the exclusive members on to share some of their experiences uh, about about this week's encounters with people that have been vaccinated or unvaccinated. But let's play this this uh, this clip of door-to-door vaccine campaigns out there in Milwaukee, and then we'll pick it up from there. Uh, But this is where we're at now, door-to-door campaigns. And like I said before, they're they're, they're showing you this clip. They're making it seem like it's all hunky-dory, but they're not showing you the people that have been shot in the chest. They're not showing you the people that have been chased out. They're not showing you the actual visceral reaction of the people when confronted with this. What they're showing you is that corporate image that they want you to see they're giving you that 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 image that makes you think, hey, they're from the government. You can trust them. They know what they're doing. They wouldn't be they wouldn't be administering a non FDA approved experimental gene therapy. There's no way they would do that. Let's play this clip and then we'll pick it up on the other side. People on the spot. That's how local leaders describe the plan they'll be announcing later this morning. Milwaukee Mayor Tom Barrett, County Executive David Crawley, Health Commissioner Kirsten Johnson all updating the community's vaccination efforts, 10 o'clock a.m. That will include information about door-to-door vaccinations. So it's happening as Nextdoor is hosting its first of four vaccination clinics today. And our Ryan Jenkins joins us live now with more on the continued effort to reach everyone in Milwaukee. Ryan, good morning. Susan Vince, good morning. Nextdoor Services now partnering with the Medical College of Wisconsin and Hyatt Pharmacy to make today a reality. They say three vaccines will be on hand today if you show up. So you can choose from those three. And today they're hosting the first of four clinics at both their 29th Street and Capitol Drive locations. This event runs from 7.30 this morning until 10. 
Then they'll take a break. It'll start back up at 2.30 this afternoon and run until 6 tonight. Then the clinics return July 8th, August 4th, and August 25th. No appointment necessary. Just show up. They're even offering free rides. You can call the number on your screen here, 414-881-7048 to be picked up. Nextdoor's COVID vaccine outreach team launched this summer to focus its work primarily on neighborhoods like Metcalf Park and Midtown. City leaders say the goal is to build vaccine confidence in the city's most underserved neighborhoods, which is an ongoing mission here. Also this week, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Minority Health has awarded the city of Milwaukee's Office of African-American Affairs $4 million in the fight against COVID-19. In Milwaukee, as we all know, the COVID-19 pandemic exposed significant racial inequities with the disease disproportionately affecting our communities of color. It is a crisis that requires prompt and thorough action, and this grant is a good step forward in that work. So if we go in depth and take a look at the numbers here and the current state of COVID-19 in our community, Dr. Ben Weston with Milwaukee County says that the county is averaging about 14 new positive cases of COVID-19 per day right now and is reporting on average one death every two days. The DHS also reporting more than 48% of Milwaukee County residents now have at least one dose of the vaccine. More than 44% are now fully vaccinated. And remember, right now, President Biden has a goal of having 70% of people 18 and older vaccinated. Good luck. Yeah, he said he wanted 70% by uh, 4th of July. Good luck. That's what I can say. Uh, but don't worry, let me, I'm going to play for you guys another quick clip of a, another door-to-door vaccine campaign that's going on in North Carolina. Right and now. again, this is all happening within the span of a week. It's like one week they're telling you, hey, guess what? We're going to be sending, we're going to be sending people to your doors for experimental gene therapies. One week they say they're doing it. The next week they tell you, hey, here's the script. Violate their, their, their no trespassing signs and no soliciting signs. And then the next week they're doing it. So I'm going to play this clip for you guys. We're going to get, in, we're going to get into a couple articles. And then we're going to play this clip again for you guys to show you that, hey, this is a probing right now. This is the recon team, right? They're sending these people out there to see, okay, what is the pushback? Are people going to be upset about this? How do they feel about our propaganda literally showing up to their door? And I'm curious, you know, for all these rootin' tootin' Second Amendment people who are like, if the U.N. ever come up here to my door, I'm going to shoot them. Well, it's like these aren't the U.N. This isn't the U.N., but it's the same thing. Are you going to shoot them? Are you going to take up arms against these people? So let's play this, and then we'll continue on from there. Although. Talking about the COVID vaccine could be coming right to your doorstep. Starting today, the Mecklenburg County Health Department launched a new doses to doors program. Health department workers giving out shots right there at your front door. This is part of an urgent push to make getting vaccinated easy. And we can tell you this new program started this morning in West Charlotte. We knew a few people who took advantage of it. WCNC Charlotte's Chloe Leshner explains how this first day went. There are many different reasons why half of the population in Mecklenburg County still hasn't been vaccinated. I haven't been vaccinated yet because I didn't have the, uh, the convenience to get around to get to get in there. All it took for them.
This West Charlotte man to roll up his sleeve was the health department and medical director, Dr. Meg Sullivan, bringing it directly to his door. It's a little bit more flexibility for me now. I don't have to worry about uh, in the next two weeks, uh, worrying about, you know, who got the disease or who I may be around to have it. But so many others are hesitant or don't trust it. It's why volunteers with Action NC are going door to door to give the facts on the shots. It's not confrontational. It's not like you've got to get the shot. But our whole job is to dispel those type of mis, uh, you know, rumors and things. And sometimes. It rumors and things. Just rumors of heart attacks. Just, just rumors and things. That's all. I, I think uh, we should have a little bit more. But there's. And sometimes a conversation. Take your time and think about it. Leads to the choice to get protected. Now the volunteers can guarantee it gets done. Health department workers close by with shots, removing barriers and making it so simple it's hard to pass up. But we're hoping this will switch from just getting a commitment to getting an actually shot in the arm. Yeah, so that's what they want. So I, I want you to pause on that, think about that, because we're gonna be getting to an article here shortly uh, that talks about the next stage of what these people are doing with strike forces, all the other stuff, again, violating trespass laws, all this other stuff. I've got a lot of crazy content to get into from this, on, this, this point on. So right now, they're sending these people out there to probe it, letting you know, hey, we're seeing who's been compliant, who hasn't been compliant. This is all setting up a stage to forcibly detain people that they consider a threat, forcibly detain people uh, if they consider them like a public health safety issue. Check this out right here. Uh, government document instructs vaccine strike force teams how to clear up buildings, violate trespass laws, and flag anti-vaxxers for forced quarantines. Think about this. Uh, Ride Forever asked, where is this? I just got on. That was in North Carolina. The one we played beforehand was in Milwaukee. Uh, but all of this, again, the the door-to-door the, the -door vaccination squads, the strike forces, the campaigns, all of that is to lead to forced quarantines, isolation centers, right? Things like this. You already see the demonizing of so-called anti-vaxxers, that they're anti-science, that they're, that they're grandma killers, that they're baby killers, all, and all this other evil dehumanizing stuff. Eventually, it'll get to a point to where they say, hey, let's just do away with these people that don't agree to obey the science. This is an article by Mike Adams. They put this up on July 11th. It's over there in Natural News. It says a government document that has recently surfaced offers horrifying details on how door-to-door, -door, quote, strike force vaccine enforcement teams plan to operate. Labeled, quote, Community Health Ambassador Outreach Door Knocking Project, a now public document published by the government of Lake County, Illinois, instructs, quote, ambassadors to violate non-soliciting no restrictions and illegally trespass on the private property, impersonate health department officials, and attempt to intimidate building managers into consenting to allow entry for the strike force teams, lie to the public and falsely claim COVID vaccines are safe, 
by withholding information about serious vaccine side effects, including hospitalizations and deaths, clear buildings in military fashion going floor by floor, wing by wing, knocking on doors and intimidating residents of apartment buildings and residential units, and lastly, recording the locations, address, and room numbers of anti-vaxxers in order to feed this information into a government database for further action, most likely first forced quarantine removal, medical kidnapping. White House Secretary Jen Psaki announced last week that the Biden regime would activate door-to-door strike forces to coerce more people into getting vaccinated. And there, and there you have her uh, lying, licking her lips, ready to tell you some nonsense. That's how these people are. And then it goes into extreme depth, as Mike Adams typically does with all of his articles. It goes into extreme depth about all of these things. It's a very, very lengthy article. We will not read it in, in its entirety. Uh, but I do want to go over a couple things. Um, like they, they've got trespassing on a property and how they're impersonating health department officials, how they've been giving instructions for, quote, clearing residential buildings floor by floor while meticulously recording the locations of those who refuse the vaccines and how the strike force teams are told to lie about the vaccine side effects and downplay their significance, potentially encouraging people to ignore medically serious adverse reactions. Falsely tell people who already have natural immunity that they still need to get vaccinated. And yeah, it's a dangerous precedent that will be used for door-to-door forced quarantines and gun confiscations. I thoroughly believe that. Uh, but this is this is it in a nutshell. I could spend hours and days going over just that fact. So I'm going to play for you guys this clip one more time, right? We're going to play this clip one more time. And then I have a, another article which features similar information uh, that I'll be getting into that covers the same type of topic. Uh, so here is that clip one more time of door-to-door vaccine campaigns going on in North Carolina. <laughs> Insane. Insane could be coming right to your doorstep. Starting today, the Mecklenburg County Health Department launched a new doses to doors program. Health department workers giving out shots right there at your front door. This is part of an urgent push to make getting vaccinated easy. And we can tell you this new program started this morning in West Charlotte. We knew a few people who took advantage of it. WCNC Charlotte's Chloe Leshner explains how this first day went. There are many different reasons why half of the population in Mecklenburg County still hasn't been vaccinated. And I haven't been vaccinated yet because I didn't have the, uh, the convenience to get around to get to get in there. All it took for this West Charlotte man to roll up his sleeve was the health department and medical director, Dr. Meg Sullivan, bringing it directly to his door. It's a little bit more flexibility for me now. I don't have to worry about uh, in the next two weeks. Uh, worrying about, you know, who got the disease or who I may be around to have it. But so many others are hesitant or don't trust it. It's why volunteers with Action NC are going door to door to give the facts on the shots. It's not confrontational. It's not like you've got to get the shot. But our whole job is to dispel those type of mis- uh, you know, rumors and things. And sometimes a conversation. Take your time and think about it. Leads to the choice to get protected. Barriers and making it so simple, it's hard to pass up. But we're hoping this will switch from just getting a commitment to getting an actually shot in the arm. These are the branch Covidians. 
bro. These are their branch Covidians. And I'm, and I'm saying that because they're saying, hey, have you heard of our dear Lord and Savior, COVID, to set me free? Understand, a lot of these people lost their job because of the COVID pandemic, and the only way they could get employment is by hopping on the bandwagon. Contact tracers, door-to-door knocking campaigns, stuff like this. These people don't work for the health department, but they can impersonate them. Volunteers. You're not employed. You offered your time. And the same, uh, that's what I'm saying. This is this is so sketchy any way you slice it. This is so sketchy. And I don't have, we do not have the, the, the we don't have the time to go into this because this isn't something that needs to be going over if you want the truth. The sad part is, is this is something that needs to be dealt with immediately. This is not something we should be trying to play cute with or play politics with. It's like what happened to the right to privacy? What happens to the Fourth Amendment? Again, who's entering this information? Like, I, I, th- th- there are so many things wrong with this, but they're just propagandizing you, making you think that this is normal. Check this out. Look at this. This is where it will lead to. DHS, DHS training course. Prepare for mass public quarantine of unvaccinated rural Americans. So that's, that's where it's going to lead to. That's why that's why you're seeing the protests in, in, in Paris and Paris. That's why you're seeing the, the, the protests in Greece. That's why you're seeing protests everywhere. Cuba, because people are getting fed up. But that's what they want. But in America, they're doing something different. They understand we have guns. We'll shoot you if you try to take us someplace. And so what do they do? They build the FEMA camps. They build these isolation centers, these fusion centers, these places where they can take you either in the middle of the night or whenever they see fit. This is a part of Obama's NDAA. Hey, the National Defense Authorization Act, being able to indefinitely detain Americans. This is it. Preparing for mass public quarantine of unvaccinated rural Americans. And they'll be able to identify the people who went along with this simply by their vaccination records. You're a public health threat. You could be killing grandmas for all we know. We have to make sure that you don't kill our grandma. I didn't get the clip earlier this week, but uh, 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 another one of these communists ended up saying that, hey, if you don't want to get the jab, that's okay, but you shouldn't have the ability to work. You also shouldn't have access to your kids. And so just like that, the vaccine, big, uh, uh, big pharma, big tech, big government, take a press, uh, 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 take a priority over your personal health profession uh, uh, preferences and so much more. Let me get into this article. This comes from SHTF Plans by Max Lavo. They put this up July 12th. This is the Department of Homeland Security has a training course available to, lo- to law enforcement, healthcare workers, and other government employees that will detail how to prepare and execute a mass public quarantine of the unvaccinated in rural areas of America. If you are still stuck on the left versus right paradigm lie, now's the time to figure it out. We are slaves and always have been. The illusion of freedom is gone, and those law enforcers are going to be doing the master's bidding. This training is a horrifying look into our upcoming dystopian future if we cannot open our eyes to reality. This is the Department of Homeland Security training program has provided a model for the federal government and its armed enforcers to normalize mass public quarantine measures despite the fact that infections and deaths are dropping in the U.S. A website by the Rural Domestic Preparedness Consortium, RDPC, a training provider for the Department of Homeland Security, outlines 
how to begin rounding up unvaccinated Americans for mass quarantine centers. So think about this, guys, before I get into this, this is where we're at now. There's no longer any speculation of is this is is, is uh is there's no more speculation, right? They're drawing the lines. They're telling you what it is. You will either convert or be killed. And this is very dangerous, you know, because the only thing I can think to happen is to like literally burn your social security card, burn all the any any identifying documents you have, delete everything from social media, like. You, you have to understand how the web works and how all this works. The triangulation tactics these people are doing and so much more. This is so sketchy. And again, if we had time, if, the, if these were different times, we would spend months talking about this and beat this in people's heads. But this is a different time. This is not a Trump administration. This is a Biden administration, a Biden regime, an occupied country. And they're telling you what they're doing. It said that this eight-hour instructor-led course is designed to provide the knowledge necessary to begin planning for situations requiring the isolation and quarantine of a large portion of a local rural population. This training will provide public and private sector emergency managers, community policymakers, public health and public safety personnel with the general knowledge necessary to begin planning for situations requiring the isolation and quarantine of a large portion of a local rural population. A rural community's ability to collectively respond to emergency requiring isolation and quarantine is not only essential to minimizing the negative impacts to the community at risk, but also to minimizing the long-term negative economic and health effects on the American public as a whole. What they're saying is that it's a good thing that you let us isolate you. You don't, we don't, we don't want you to contaminate the rest of the American people. And so I just get this like image. It's like how many, how many, it's like how many movies have we seen? How many dystopian movies have we seen where they've just like sequestered off of a small portion of the population? And then even within that population of people that were sequestered off, some of them develop like natural immunity. And then whenever they finally break free of whatever isolation center they have, they see that the rest of the world has been like ravaged. That's what I'm getting from this. Is like they'll go through, they'll figure out local rural areas that have either been compliant or been resistant. And if you've been compliant, you'll get passed over. If you've been resistant, you'll get isolated and they'll starve you out. That's what the next lockdowns are. This is why you need to get storable goods now. Getting back into the article, it says, do you still think those bastard forces who literally keep the masters and ruling class protected by enforcing their will are on our side? We had better wake up and we had better do so quickly. If you still think somehow the government, including their head thugs, the police are on our side, the delusion may be more permanent at this point and to do your and to do your own detritement. This program is supported by the DHA and FEMA. It's time to open your eyes. It goes on to say that this program was supported by cooperative agreement number EMW-2016-CA-0097 administered by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security slash Federal Emergency Management Agency, the National Preparedness Dictorate, the National Training and Education Division. Points of view or opinions in this program are those of the authors and do not represent the position or policies of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security slash Federal Emergency Management Agency. Says the next training course will be tomorrow, Tuesday, July 13th, so during this week. 
during this week is whenever they had released this saying, hey, you need to get ready to prepare for mass public quarantine of unvaccinated people. Should we play the clip of like thousands of people in Cuba just like rising up? Thousands of people getting 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 fired up about this. Or should I play the clip of juvenile saying that's that thing up? You understand? You get me? This is what's happening right now. We either stand up now and hang together or we let them algorithmically target us and we and we hang separately. Because we're already in it. I hate to sound like some of these propagandists, but we are already in it. We are all in this together for sure. And now you have people like these so-called CNN analysts, these propaganda artists adding more gasoline on the fire. It's like as if people aren't worried enough about the vaccine. We have we now have a whole nother component attached to this. The media fanning the flames of authoritarianism. Check this out. You have a CNN analyst, uh, a medical analyst saying that it's time to start mandating vaccines. So it's no longer your choice. You're no longer allowed to have uh, 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 preferences. It's time to start mandating it. Let's listen. Uh, I do think uh, it's time to start mandating uh, vaccines. And I think that private industry and private organizations will do that. You know, at GW University, where I work, uh, starting uh, this fall, you can't be on campus unless you're fully vaccinated. Look, I think that we're at, in the part of the pandemic now where the, the problem in this country is that 150 million Americans are not vaccinated. Now, half of that uh, uh, number is uh, less than 18 years of age. But let's look at the adults. 75 million adults have chosen not to get vaccinated. And that choice has consequences. Now, we can't force you to take a jab in the arm, but there are many jobs, perhaps, that can prevent you from working if you decide not to get vaccinated. So I think we need to be more proactive, and I think we will see uh, industry take the lead in this. There you go. They want more people vaccinated. But, hey, check this out. Check this out. I have another propaganda artist from CNN making the same type of statements saying that life needs to be hard for those that don't get a va- that don't get vaccinated. So you see them pushing us towards a confrontation. And if it's not a confrontation, it's in the exile. How crazy is that? This is this is mob mentality. It's, it, this is mob mentality on, on steroids. These people, they know what they're doing, too. Right. Some of them got the saline injection. Some of them got expired doses. They know what they're doing. Let's let's play this and we'll pick it up on the other side. Depends on what it is that we do at this point. So now we have this Delta variant that is much more contagious. Because it's more contagious, it's going to be even harder for us to reach herd immunity. We're going to have to vaccinate an even higher proportion of people to get there. What happens then if we end up having another variant developing that's even more contagious, that could cause more disease, that could evade the protection of our immune system? And so how quickly we get this under control and which way we go depends on what we do now when it comes to vaccination, to overcoming disinformation. And what we really need to do at this point is to make vaccination the easy choice. It needs to be hard for people to remain unvaccinated. Right now, it's kind of the opposite. It's fine. I mean, it's easy if you're unvaccinated. You can do everything you want to do anyway. But at some point, these mandates by workplaces, by schools, I think it will be important to say, hey, you can opt out. But if you want to opt out, you have to sign these forms. You have to get twice weekly testing. Basically, we need to make getting 
getting vaccinated the easy choice. That is what it's going to take for us to actually end the pandemic. Yeah. All right, Dr. Lena Wen, Max Boot. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You see how, like, people, I swear to God, it's people like that. It, it legitimately is a, a certain type of person. She comes off like she's trying to be this altruistic person, like, hey, we're trying to help, we're trying to help. But since you're not listening to me, I'm going to try to do everything in my power to restrict your, your behavior and your movement. And she, you see how she smiles with delight and glee, saying, hey, well, if these people get the vaccine, they can still do whatever they want. Let's stop that. <laughs> yeah, see, if they, want to, if they don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. Let's just make sure they get tested two times a week. Let's, let's really make things difficult. And audio listeners, you guys can't see, you couldn't have seen it, but you have to see this woman's face. Look at her take such joy and glee in shutting down your life, restricting your behavior. These people, they know what they're doing. This isn't a good thing. They know people are pushing back. They know people don't want to get vaccinated. They understand that a caste system is being created with this jab and they don't want to play the games. But that's why they're coming after us. And there's got to be more measures to be taken. And there are. We've got to fight back with lawsuits. We've got to build our own businesses. It's got to, we've, there's, there's so much stuff we have to do. This is why it's a bio-warfare blitzkrieg. These guys had this stuff on the launch pad for so long. They launched it. And that's why, to a degree, it's failing as fast as they're doing it because they're doing it too fast. They're not being very subtle. And trust me, solutions are coming. We're just not seeing them yet. But the minute they get here, the same way these protests popped up overnight, it's going to be like a flash, a, 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 a powder keg event, a flash in the pan type event. It's going to set things off. But uh, anyway, getting back into the news right here, French President Macron mandates C-19 vaccines and vaccine passports. This is an article by Jesse Smith of Truth Unmuted. They put this up July 13th, and this is what's getting people uh, lively in France. This is why they're they're... they're they're rising up. They're, they're protesting against this. Uh, it reminds me of the yellow vest protests. But getting into the article, it says that the calls for mandatory vaccination are increasing across the globe, despite the fact that the, the COVID-19 vaccines are leaving an unprecedented number of people injured or dead. Associated Press recently reported that French President Emmanuel Macron has ordered all the country's healthcare workers to take the COVID shot by September 15th. In addition, he has authorized the use of vaccine passports for people desiring to visit a restaurant, shopping mall, or hospital. People must also prove that they have been vaccinated, recently recovered from the virus, or received a recent negative test result in order to travel by plane or train. Use of the two anti-COVID health passport will be expanded to the venues with more than 50 people, such as museums and stadiums, as of July 21st. Beginning in August, it will be expanded for use in bars, restaurants, hospitals, and nursing homes, as well as long-distance travel by train. Uh, Macron tweeted a gif of himself repeating the phrase, Fait vaccin, which translates to get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. And this is coming from Emmanuel Macron, the president that once compared himself to the Roman god Jupiter. These people like to be tyrants. It says, since the announcement, the local France reported that one that over 1.3 million people went online to make an appointment to get the shot. I find that uh, a lie. 1.3 million, 13. There's that number again. I doubt 1.3 million people saw him say that and think, oh, 
Oh, well, I've, I've just got to do that. I, I feel like 1.3 million people might have gotten pissed and stepped outside and said, hey, what are we going to do about this? But I don't think I don't think 1.3 million people saw that and got excited because I'm looking at this right here and it says that there's only 23.4 thousand hearts. I doubt that 1 million people saw that man's like tweet or announcement and was like, yes, sir, Mr. Emmanuel Macron, sir, I'm going right there, sir. Getting back into the article, it says, citing rising numbers of Delta variant cases to spread fear, the prime minister announced a package of measures to help control the spread of control the spread and hammered the idea that only vaccination can achieve this. Macron said, quote, depending on the evolution of the situation, we will, without doubt, have to consider obligatory vaccines for everyone in France. But I am making the choice to trust and I am solemnly, solemnly calling upon all of our fellow citizens who aren't vaccinated to go get vaccinated as soon as possible, as was repeated ad nauseum at the outset of the pandemic by government leaders of health officials and technocrats like Bill Gates. Macron further added that vaccination, quote, is the only path back to a normal life. It should be clear to anyone with a pulse by now that governments are putting up the clamps on those resistance COVID shots for any reason. The U.S. is now going door to door to encourage vaccination. Calls to make life miserable for, quote, anti-vaxxers are growing from mainstream propaganda outlets like CNN, New York Times, and Washington Post. This is medical tyranny and must be resisted at all costs or else we will never have the freedom to choose what to be put inside of our bodies again. And that's what they want. Medical freedom, (laughs) medical freedom, bodily autonomy, these words are like nails on a on a chalkboard to these tyrants. They don't want that. Like if if you want the God to honest truth, what they want is they want obedience. I'm trying to tell you, the devil needs to make his army because right now there is a massive awakening taking place. People are waking up. They're fighting back. They're getting involved. They're getting engaged. And so the adversary has to make his move as well. He has to have an army of people to combat Christ. I thoroughly believe we got a fair amount of people that, 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 like, I, 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 I talk so much about it that it's, 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 it's become passe. It really has. We could talk about brainwashing, mind control, and stuff like this, and a spirit of delusion, but it, it, it really is passe. That's what I'm saying. Society is just being split right down the middle. A separation is taking place, and it's being done on purpose. It truly is being done on purpose because here, check this out. Look at this. Pull up this article for you guys. Here's what it's really all about. The same way they're trying to uh, document information, document the resistance, same way they're trying to usher in this great reset, this new normal, their world that they're creating. Look at this. The World Health Organization is working on a digital wallet to store vaccination certification, an official said. A digital wallet that stores a vaccination certification. So we're just talking about the mark of the beast? That's what I would call it. That we are in the days of talking about the mark of the beast. And think about, again, that gentleman that I played for you guys earlier this week on the show. Where did he have his mark? Now, he got the jab. In his arm, right? But whenever he had traced the injection site 
with a UV light, something, a track mark, a, a fluorescent track mark showed up on his hand. You will neither be able to buy nor sell without receiving the mark, either in your head or in your hand. And look at what's happening to all these people right now. Look at the mark of the beast. Free and bond, young and old, great, uh, rich and poor. Everybody's to receive this mark because it is the system that demands it. And these are, this is what's happening. And so, yeah, if you don't get the jab, that's okay. They'll still accept uh, uh what is it? Negative COVID tests, but for ho- for however long. The idea is to give as much biometric data, to give as much information as you can over to the system. That's what this has always been about. That's what Klaus Schwab said. It's a merging of our digital, our physical, and our biological bodies. This is transhumanism. This is the quantum dot technology. This is, the, this is what they're putting in people. They're marking you. And people will think, oh, well, this is great. You're telling me that I can have my credit card with my vaccination card? Oh, that's awesome. Shucks, I don't have anything now. Ha <laughs> great. It isn't that what they want, that you will owe nothing, you will have nothing, and you will be happy. This is the, this is the dystopia that they're creating. All the while... They're adding rare neurological side effects to the Johnson and Johnson jab. <laughs> it's, it, it, it truly is crazy. Uh, the, the, the level of sophistication of, of, of collusion of coercion. Like it truly is impressive and scary uh, how they're able to pull this off. feels like every other day we're asking the question, how are they able to hide this? How are they able to cover this up? How are they able to do this? It's because they are forever continually manipulating the moment. People have horrible memories. They're not intellectually honest and they're not emotionally mature enough to admit what is going down. And so guess what? They're pushing even harder. Because here, check this out. We have reached. We, we, we have gone through the octagon, so to speak. We have. We have come full circle. And what do I mean by that? Let me pull up this article for you, good people. This will encapsulate it and explain it better than I ever probably could. Oh, man, better than I probably could. But this this article that I'm going to be getting into, you guys already know. You, you, you could expect this. Or better yet, we were all expecting this to some degree. There were more COVID-19 vaccine deaths last last week in the U.S. than actual COVID-19 deaths. So we've passed through the Rubicon. We have gone through the looking glass. We have breached the threshold now to where we can literally say that the vaccine is worse than the actual virus. Yep. Here we are. It's by Jim Hoff to the Gateway Pundit. They put this up July 13th. It says that there are now 9,125 reported deaths from the C-19 vaccinations across the United States this year. Yay. It says the number of deaths linked to the vaccine this year has absolutely skyrocketed. According to the CDC's own data, in 2021, in the first three months, the VAERS website actually recorded over 1,750 deaths due to the vaccine in the U.S. Last week, 
they were reporting 6,985 deaths, and this week that number jumped up 2,433 to 9,048. That number right now is 9,195. Quote, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS database containing information on unverified reports of adverse events, illness, health problems, or, and or symptoms following the immunization of, with U.S. licensed vaccines, reports are accepted from anyone and can be sub- submitted electronically at VAERS.hhs.gov. There have been 411,903 adverse reactions reported, reported to the vaccine. It also says that last week there were 1,505 COVID-19 deaths in the U.S. That means that there were more COVID vaccine deaths in the United States last week than COVID deaths in the United States last week. So, again, something you guys already knew, right, that the vaccines were killing us, that the vaccine is the poison, and that that right there is what we need to watch out for. When you have them saying, hey, let's let's inject you with this uh, experimental gene therapy that has myo- that, that causes myocarditis, blood clots, heart attacks, seizures, decreased lung functionality. This is the type of stuff you report to them. But the sad part is, is these people, these branch COVIDians, they have been so brainwashed. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear the facts. They just want you to be converted. Let me go ahead and pull up this final clip for you guys for this segment. Something I think everybody should hear. This is Dr. Michael Yedon, the former Pfizer head, warning that children are 50 times more likely to die from the vaccine than the virus. So don't take it from me. Don't take it from EJ freaking out saying, hey, the vaccine is the virus. The vaccine is the virus. The vaccine is the virus. Take it from the former head of Pfizer. A former president saying, hey, Don't take the jab. It's going to hurt you. Let's let's go ahead and pull this up. I thought it was. I thought it was playing. Uh, This is over here at the. What is this? Bannon's war room. Again, we haven't really. um, Again, we haven't really watched a lot of Steve Bannon's war room, uh, but they really do seem to be having very, very powerful guests. And maybe we might have to watch them in the future. But here is Dr. Michael Yudon saying that children are 50 times more likely to die from the vaccine than the virus. Yudon, formerly a Pfizer. Dr. Yudon, there's going to be a fire. I don't know about the rest of the world, but I can guarantee you there's going to be a firestorm starting in August in this nation, the United States of America, when the mothers in this country that have already been up on this whole mask situation and critical race theory at the school board level, when they go back, and according to Dr. Fauci, this is not Stephen K. Bannon, this is Fauci's interviews with Savannah Guthrie at the morning show at NBC, the Today Show, also what he told the AP, that they're going to start vaccinating the 12 to 15-year-olds, the kids in middle school and high school, as soon as they get back in the fall, and that the school children will be vaccinated by the end of the year. His words, not Bannon's. I want you to walk through. There's going to be a firestorm because this is not the anti-vax crowd. I'm talking about the the, the vaccine-hesitant mothers, right, joined with the anti-vaxxers. But, and that, to me, is two-thirds of the country, two-thirds of the mothers. Walk us through your thoughts about this vaccine, particularly for adolescents 
and for school-aged children and younger? Yeah, certainly. So just to reiterate, I'm of the industry my whole career, and I'm generally pro-vaccine, but I'm pro-safety, and these COVID-19 vaccines are not safe. Very briefly, they're not safe because the gene-based design makes your body manufacture virus spike protein, and we know, and we've known for years, that virus spike proteins trigger blood clots. So there's preventative literature. No one can fault the statement I've just made. And Dr. Vodag and I wrote to the European Medicines Agency in December, pointing that out. So that, that's a fundamental problem. About 75% of the adverse events that occur after vaccination, which are very much higher than usual, relate to thromboembolic events, that is blood clots and bleeding. So what I've just said about the design and the property of spike protein exactly matches these serious adverse events that are emerging. Now, here's the real problem I've got, Steve, and I'm a father and a grandfather. Young people are not susceptible to COVID-19. If they acquire the virus, they usually have no symptoms and they, they shrug it off very easily. So they're not at risk. It's a crazy thing then to vaccinate them with something that is actually 50 times more likely to kill them than the virus itself. 50 times, 50 times more likely. Think about that. The branch COVIDians are advertising something that is 50 times more likely to kill the children that it is administered to. And they are already <laughs> armed with their facts to shout you down. It's like, what about the parents? What about the parents that end up like, like Magic DeGarry? What about her and those type of parents who have already been victimized by this vaccine? You think they'll push back against them? You think they'll listen to them? You think they'll have those type of facts? But you see, just like every other drug-addicted person, every other drag drug-addled mind, Oh, well, let me let me tell you about this thing called heroin. It's great. Let me tell you about this thing called meth. It's great. Meanwhile, they have lesions showing up on their skin, the hair falling out. Teeth got holes in them, cavities popping up all over the place. Let me tell you about heroin. Let me tell you about this drug. Well, well, why won't you just take a hit, man? Why won't you just do some of these drugs with me? Do you look at yourself? Look at how you're acting. Oh, well, you're just a crazy conspiracy theorist. You want me to kick heroin? Yeah, I want you to get rid of the COVID shot. Yeah, I want you to get off of the propaganda. Yeah, I want you to get off of the mainstream media. I want you to think for yourself. Look at what you're doing. Huh, you don't know what you're talking about. You never tried meth like me. Say, whoa, okay, well, I'm, I'm just saying whatever you're up to, whatever you're doing, it is not having the desired outcome. I know you think you're doing a good thing. It's looking really, really bad. And no, I'm, I'm, I'm quite all right. You see how agitated you're getting because I denied you? That's because of the drugs in your system. Yeah. And the brainwashing. It's actually very, very sad to see society go down this path. And as I said earlier this week on the show, it will be the sins of the parents. It'll be on the sins of the, of, of the guardians, the ones that were supposed to look after those kids to do this. Because the parents know. We've, we've, we've played, we covered articles of what was her name? Tammy Burgess, whose whose nephew died from the Pfizer jab, 
who suffered from myocarditis. She said that, yeah, my, my nephew died, had perfectly fine health. It was like a week after getting his COVID shot. And then somebody out of sympathy and common, normal human behavior said, oh, my God, I'm so sympathetic. I'm sorry for you. She's like, oh, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. I already got my daughter. She already did the shot as well, you know. Uh, but if, if I had another son, I would worry about it. I'd still make him take the shot. But, you know, I would just watch him to make sure there were no adverse reactions taking place. And so this is the Stockholm Syndrome we've entered into. This is the health core. These are these people being deployed to your neighborhood to run up in your life to tell you how to think, how to act, and how to feel. And now we've got to encounter these people. And the sad part is, is we can't even raise red flags. We can't even try to shout them down because, oh, well, they'll just check mark it on their little book, on their little, on, on their little clipboard. This person was combative. This person was uh, 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 agitated or aggressive. You know there's a category for us. Let's just hope we don't figure out what it is. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about all this other Agenda 21, Agenda 2030 stuff that's going down right now. You got the World Economic Forum's Concept 2021 that deals with the tax on the supply chain. And ironically, it's it's been sponsored by two Russian banks. You got Governor Gavin Newsom of California ordering the residents to cut their water usage, as well as Chucky Schumer vowing to create a civilian climate corps. And finally, we will get into what's going on over there in South Africa and how this spells danger for our future as well. We need to get prepared. We need to get involved. We need to make we need to take out that trance, stop the fluoride stare, stop entertaining the zombies, get our heads in the game. Things are intensifying. This is the climate of control coming up on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. Crusaders of Truth, a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. 
We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. Food supplies have been completely wiped out. We have our evacuation of all counties. I report complete devastation. We have a giant There are forces in this world that remind us of how fragile we are. We thought we were safe. We thought it could never happen to us. Then life like a fog descends upon us, blanketing our memories. Through the haze, we travel its hidden paths, lost in its secret places. And when the storm, turbulent and immovable, forces us to shelter, we remember. It calls to us, calls us back. Back to the ports and the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course, not a light or star to chart the way. And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first, the places we once loved guised by time. Then we see it, the place we've been trying to get back to, Safe at last, we've found our way home. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition, or at least uh, the last segment of episode 1123, season 11, episode 23. You know, I am truly beginning to, I feel like I'm losing my mind half the time, or I'm finding it, you tell me. Either way, things getting crazy out there. Things are getting crazy, and we are doing everything we can to try to find some semblance or normality or normalcy. Let me go ahead and take this time to tell you guys you need to get storable goods. You need to get storable goods. We'll be talking about South Africa and the immediate war zone that turned into in the other in the second half of this segment. But you need to get storable goods. For power outages, food shortages, race riots, evictions, currency manipulation, inflation, massing immigration, supply line disruptions. We're going to be getting in that here shortly. Uh, Food banks being overrun. 
there's all kinds of reasons for you guys to be getting storable goods. I'm, I'm, I, I, there are more reasons for you to get it instead of you not getting it flat out. Uh, they could turn the power off tomorrow, next month. Like the thing I'm telling you guys, the Black World Order, other people I'm talking to, we're seeing the stock market crash. We're beginning to see that take place. Like there's so, oh my God, like there is just, there's so many reasons for you guys to really get prepared, really for me to get prepared. I'll be honest, it's getting to a point where it's like as much as I, as, as much as I would love to, as much as I would love to sit here and try to, you know, chronicle the chaos at a certain level, I need to turn this off and invest like three to four hours, as much time as I do doing the operation in the show. I need to invest that like elsewhere uh, because I'm not, I'm not saying I'm giving up. I'm not saying it's too late, but I'm also saying, Hey, this is, this is, there's only so much this is going to do. You get me? Yeah. It's therapeutic. Yeah. It's cathartic. Yeah. It's important. But there is only so much this can do. And if we're still having to sit up over here and ask for support like nine years later, listen, hey, there's only so much you can do. You did your part. There might be more for you to do when you put this down and go pick up something else. But at a certain level, this is becoming counterproductive, saying, hey, get storable goods. Hey, get this type of stuff. Hey, get involved. Hey, take care of yourself. <laughs> you know, but uh, you... Uh, Get storable goods is all I can say. Clearly, I'll put the link for it in the description bar below in the episode article so you guys can get it. It's always been there. Uh, but now more than ever, you need to get it. You need to get it before inflation kicks in and you need to get it before you can't get it anymore. Because supply line disruptions are taking place. Inflation is coming. I'm sure you're seeing it. Shortages are already at your local gro- grocery store. You need to get it. You start fixing your diet as well. There's a number of things people should be doing and keeping up with the Joneses like this ain't it. This is not it. And so that's all I'll have. That's, that's how I want to start this segment. Not with a rant, not with a rave, but with a, not even a, not a shameless plug, a direct plug saying you need to get yourself prepared because guess what? I'm not even as prepared as I want to. And I'm becoming less prepared the more out in the open I am doing all this with the protests and the meetings and the work, this is all good, right? Showing resistance is good. Uh, But what about survivability? Right? That's where I'm getting to. That's what I'm trying to get at. This is good networking with people doing all this stuff, but at a certain level, it becomes even better just detaching and saying, you know what? Let the chips fall where they may. We'll pick it back up on the other side. Because we cannot stop what is coming. It is already on its way. But let me go ahead and start this segment for you good people. Check this out. World Economic Forum's Concept 2021 deals with attacks to supply chains. This is eerily similar to the Bill Gates-sponsored pandemic simulation of 2019. They're talking about cyber polygon, the cyber pandemic. And uh, the the Biden administration came out a couple weeks ago talking about how they could expect for cyber attacks to increase uh, both in frequency and in intensity. And so the major prize that they're going to work up to getting us used to the power grid going down is that 
They're going to work. They're, they're, they're going to work their way up to an EMP attack. That's why we played the clip of Klaus Schwab saying, "This is the end." That there's what, whatever is coming. Well, let me see if I can go ahead and pull that clip up for you guys. He's like, "Whatever is coming, whether it be a cyber attack or blah 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 blah, whatever else he said, it will pale in comparison." Let me see. I'll, let me. Let me. I'll, I'll find that, and then we'll just play that again instead. I think that would be a better way for us to begin getting into this because this is the cyber this is the cyber pandemic. This is cyber polygon. This is what these people are doing. The great reset and more because that's the final button that they need to press. If, when they shut down the power, that's whenever they can control the outcome. So let's go ahead and get this clip up of the new Reese report and then we will pick it up on the other side reading this article about concept 2021 uh, and go from there. As far as the public was concerned, the Nazis may have lost Okay, any minute now. Any minute now. As far as the public was concerned, the Nazis may have lost the war, but their ideology has continued to spread ever since. Yes. Following World War Eugenics. Or two came the United Nations mass fluoridation population control of the water supply the dumbing down of the education system postmodernism political correctness and the war on drugs jeez It's always Greg's reports. For many, this has gone unnoticed. The Nazis became the pop culture model. Oh my God. It's always Greg's reports, man. Nothing else does this. As far as the public was concerned, the Nazis may have lost the war, but their ideology has continued to spread ever since. Following World War II came the United Nations, Mass fluoridation of the water supply, the dumbing down of the education system, postmodernism, political correctness, and the war on drugs. For many, this has gone unnoticed. The Nazis became the pop culture model of fascism, black leather, and j- You know, for the sake of time, Jack boots. We might just have to go ahead. Became the symbol. Go ahead and kind of push past this, as much as I'd like to let it play out. Symbols of authoritarianism. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a great thought. I think we're good. 
as much as I would like to play that clip where it talks about, again, Klaus Schwab uh, saying that, <laughs> basically saying that uh, what is coming after COVID-19 will pale the comparison. That's the only reason I wanted to play that clip. Uh, but for the sake of time, I'm going to have to go ahead and move on because I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to spend too much time on just that fact, or at least on just that particular uh statement, so to speak. I want to kind of cover everything in its entirety, but let's go ahead and get back into this right here, Concept 2021. This is by Joe Hoff of the Gateway Pundit. They put this up July 8th. It says, in 2019, the World Economic Forum held a simulation about reactions to a world pandemic sponsored by Bill Gates. This year, Concept 2021 focuses on internet supply chain failures. In 2019, Bill Gates and company held an exercise known as Event 201. It was put together only a few months before COVID-19 hit the United States. The event claimed that the following about claimed the following about its exercise. Event 201 was a 3.5-hour pandemic tabletop exercise that simulated a series of dramatic scenario-based facilitated discussions confronting difficult true-to-life dilemmas associated with the response to, to a hypothetical a significantly plausible pandemic. 15 global businesses, government, and public health leaders were players in the simulation exercise that highlighted unresolved real-world policy and economic issues that could be solved with sufficient political will, financial investment, and attention now and in the future. The exercise consisted of pre-recorded news broadcasts, live quote staff briefings, and moderated discussions on specific topics. These issues were carefully designed in a compelling narrative that educated the participants and the audience. Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, World Economic Forum, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation jointly proposed these recommendations. The Event 201 exercise mirrored the COVID-19 pandemic. In 2020, the World Economic Forum conducted a simulation called Cyber Polygon 2020 that predicted a coming global catastrophe caused by a worldwide, quote, cyber pandemic. The World Economic Forum again this year is focusing on defense and responses to a cybersecurity attack, this time related to supply chains. Think about this. Think about this. A cyber attack that affects our supply chains. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The next lockdown, the next lockdown will be to try to starve you out. And some of the clips we'll be playing for you guys here shortly. You'll see that in South Africa, warehouses being overrun. And then the sad part is, is the very next day, miles upon miles of people in queue, in the queues, waiting to go shopping. And so when, the, when you shut down the first world, the third world dies. They release this cyber attack. We're going to see untold amounts of death. And the sad part is, is we probably won't see it because they'll censor it. <clears throat> Let me read a little bit of this concept, 2021. It says, as the global digitalization is further accelerating, the world is becoming even more interconnected. Digital ecosystems are being created all around us. Countries, corporations, and individuals are taking advantage of the rapid spread of the internet and smart devices. In this context, a single vulnerable link is enough to bring down the entire system, just like the domino effect. 
A secure approach to digital development today will determine the future of humanity for decades to come. Cyber, 20, cyber Polygon 2021 will enable the spectators and participants to improve their cyber literacy, enhance the resilience of their organizations, and learn to repel cyber threats on all levels. It says this year's focus is on supply chain attacks. Recent years have seen a surge in the number of attacks targeting supply chains. Given the global trend toward the development of ecosystems across the business community, the vulnerability of supply chains has become a growing concern. With that in mind, the central theme of the training this year will be ecosystem security and mitigation of supply chain attacks. Since the training provided effective last year, we have retained the existing format with just a few changes to accommodate the wishes of the teams. The exercise will include two scenarios, defense and response. It says that a couple of the supporters for this year's events, Concept 2021, are from Russia, SBER Bank, and Home Credit Bank. Should we now be prepared for cybersecurity supply chain attacks? Are we being primed for another big crisis with the constant news of hacks in the U.S. industries since the 2020 election? I think so. I think so, because the whole goal is, again, like the main thing they wanted to do is breed faith back into government. With something like this, they're going to be running to the government for everything they need. But like I said before, they're already foreshadowing the, the, the dark thoughts of a of a grid down event, man. Like that's the only way to describe it. These people, it's how they operate. They want to, they, it's order ab chaos, order from chaos. That's exactly what they want. Supply chain disruptions. When they shut everything down, this gives them the ability to create that new world order, to create what they are trying to build. This is the fourth industrial revolution. The post-industrial society. And that's why on the back end of this, on the back end of all the electronic attacks, is to send us back into the Stone Ages. That's what they want. We got way too uppity, way too interconnected. They want like a, a, a green future with a high-tech overlay. And that's where we're at. That's why throughout the entirety of the pandemic, you heard them say, oh, look, the oceans are clearer. Animals are returning. The sky's clear. You know, it's, it's, it's less noisy. This is a good thing. You dirty humans, look at how much you pollute. Look at the noise pollution. Look at everything you do. Supply chain attacks are coming. You need to get storable goods. I, I, I don't even want to say, like, I beg you to get storable goods. But I'm telling you, you need to be prepared. Because they're going to start rationing out stuff here soon, right? Food banks got overrun last year. And because there are not enough food banks got overrun last year, they euthanized way too many chickens and animals last year. We didn't grow enough crops last year. Like how much more evidence and much more of a reason do you need to get it? They're telling you, hey, we're going to have more tax in the supply chain. Uh, it, 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 it gets overwhelming. Uh, but anyway... Let's move on with the climate of control, with the chaos and everything else that is unfolding. Check this out. Climate change is as much of an, an emergency as COVID and death. 
should be tracked daily. This is an article that comes from Nima Harris over there at News Punch. They put this up July 13th. It says climate change is as much an emergency as the COVID-19 pandemic and should be treated in the same way, according to a new study. It says researchers say the government should put out daily figures on how many deaths are being caused by adverse weather like they do with the coronavirus. The Mail Online reports that the Glasgow Caledonian University study says that climate change, despite ultimately being more deadly than the virus, has failed to elicit the same level of urgency among governments and civil society. Researchers said there is a need to integrate COVID-19 recovery with climate action. Dr. Mithka, Mithika Mithwinda, executive director of PAG, PACGA, said, quote, we are now past the point where we can address the COVID-19 pandemic and the climate emergency as separate crises. This report shows the pandemic has not only forestalled urgently needed action to halt and begin reversing global warming, but it has also worsened existing vulnerabilities to climate change, weakened the adaptive capacity of communities and countries, especially in Africa, and raised the cost of, further, raised the cost of future climate action. The research comes after a parliamentary report warned of a backlash if government does not win over the public's trust for bringing in the radical measures such as a ban on new gas boilers, petrol or diesel cars, eating less meat, and reducing car journeys. Failure to get the public on board about the need for the measures to curb global warming could lead to unrest, said the Commons Business Committee. So there you have it. As one agenda gets exposed as we find out that these people are covering up all the deaths, that they're obfuscating the numbers, that they're manipulating things left and right. They've got to roll out another agenda. They've got to. See how that works? It's like, oh, they're waking up the slaves. They're figuring out that it's a hoax and that we're trying to control them. Well, let's, let's, let's bombard them with more fear. We've got to figure out how to tighten control. And that's all they're trying to do. It's ne- it, was, it was never about health and public safety. It was always about control. And check this out. As if right on cue, you've got Governor Gavin Newsom jumping in lockstep with the agenda. Oh, so I'm getting found out that I basically destroyed California. I'm getting found out that 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 I could be potentially recalled. Let me pivot to the climate change agenda. Let me pivot to people's emotion right here. Check this out. Governor Gavin Newsom orders California residents to cut water or else. Another article from News Punch is by Sean Abdullabi. They put this up July 9th. It says California Governor Gavin Newsom ordered residents on Thursday to drastically cut down on their water usage or face severe and harsh consequences. And so we've we've seen this, okay? The same way they're going to try to starve people out with 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 uh, supply chain disruptions, same way they're trying to starve people out with all that is the same way that they will that they will use resources as a means to control people. We're going to be talking about the climate court next, right? The idea that you have people that come to your house the same way you got these vaccine pushers coming to your house saying you're using too much carbon. You're using too much electricity. We need you to turn it down. You're being too loud. The, lo- the noise level, the noise pollution level is too high. They will use 
the means of reducing your access to resources to keep you in control. And we've already seen a lot of this environmental tyranny underneath Biden's administration, and we're only a year in. I mean, look at what happened in Texas at the start of the year. Let me get back into this. It says Newsom threatened to sign an executive order to encourage residents, quote, industrial commercial operations and agricultural operations to voluntarily reduce water consumption. After some backlash, the governor, who was facing a recall election in September, later clarified that it was a voluntary request, adding that California was, quote, not here as a nanny state. Nanny state. MSN.com reports that according to the Associated Press, reservoirs in California are already at abnormally low levels and could reach record lows soon. A reservoir in Northern Northern California, Lake Oroville, was at 30% capacity. Another reservoir located in San Luis Obispo County is at 34% capacity. Newsom's announcement comes a day after the Colorado Parks and Wildlife officials placed a voluntary ban on people fishing along the stretch of the Colorado River. Officials noted that higher water temperatures, low flow, and sediment buildup from last year's wildfires made it difficult to fish to survive. Colorado officials also noted that the gauges of river flows were lower than normal. The Catamount Bridge along the Colorado River measures between 1,500 and 2,000 cubic feet per second, according to a U.S. Geological Survey gauge. But lately, the agency said it has been measuring half of that amount between 600 and 700 cubic feet per second. So all of the abnormal fires that California sustained last year finally caught up. It's not artificial scarcity and stuff like this, but it is uh, It is agenda-related. It is climate-related. See? But I just find that so crazy that in a time where we're talking about supply chain shortages, rationing things, uh, and so much more, you've got the California governor coming out saying, hey, we've got to cut back on your guys' water usage. You guys are doing too much. It's just another way to extend that tyranny as far as I see it, uh, to another to a, to another level, you see, it's another way for big brother government to act like they actually care about the people and the environment, when really it's just another way for them to carry out their tyranny. Check this out. Chuck Schumer vows to push for the creation of a civilian climate core. So that so imagine that. Imagine a, 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 a entire generation of, of, of woke, propagandized to people who were chastising you about your life, telling you how to live. And that's exactly what's coming. It's the Green New Deal to Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, wards of the state. It's the stewards of the new normal. Let me read this article by Jessica Corbett of Common Dreams. They put this up July 9th. This is a fairly lengthy article, which I'm sure we won't get into in its entirety, but it says, after being attacked by progressive climate campaigners, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer made clear on Wednesday that he will work to include the creation of a civilian climate core in evolving federal infrastructure legislation. Schumer, a Democrat from New York, issued a lengthy statement outlining his support for the inclusion of a civilian climate core which was inspired by a New Deal era program and formally unveiled as legislation earlier this year by Senator Ed Markey. 
and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, of course. On the same day, they introduced the Green New Deal resolution. The Sunrise Movement, who stormed New York City, or who, who, who stormed the White House the other week, we reported on, but that didn't get any attention. They stood outside there. They blocked all the, the entrances. They barricaded the, uh, they barricaded the area. Didn't get any attention. Another organization for, funded by George Soros. But it says the Sunrise Movement, whose New York City chapter took to the streets to push Schumer on the CCC proposal, celebrated his statement as a victory for local organizers and the youth-led movement more broadly. Quote, in the upcoming American Jobs and Families Plans legislation, we have a once-in-a-generation opportunity to, to confront the climate crisis and create millions of middle-class, family-sustaining union jobs, Schumer said. Quote, creating a new civilian climate corps is the key, toward, the key step towards both. The Senate Majority Leader vowed to, quote, work tirelessly to achieve a big and bold civilian climate corps that takes just takes places that, that places justice at the center and urgently addresses the interlocking climate and economic crisis. Quote, in the coming in the coming weeks, I look forward to working in New York with the Sunrise Movement, community organizations and unions on a shared vision for the CCC. He added, thanking, quote, the dedicated young organizers and activists who have brought the idea of a new civilian climate core this far. In a tweet, welcoming his promise that, quote, together we will work to make it a reality, Sunrise New York City declared, quote, a monumental moment for the climate movement and beyond. Thanking Schumer for, quote, standing with us and supporting a CCC, the chapter said that, quote, we look forward to collaborating with you to win big and tackle economic and climate injustice through transformative change. This is a big deal, tweeted Sunrise co-founder and political director Evan Weber, recognizing that it is not every day the Senate Majority Leader, quote, backs your movement, backs your, backs your movement's major demand in the midst of a high-stakes narrow path to victory legislative fight. Weber credited the New York City Sunrise members for, quote, leading the push. So a lot of, a lot of circle, a lot of congratulating amongst peers there, but basically you get it. They're pushing for a civilian climate core, and this is something Rand Paul actually fought uh, against. Because, again, I'm sure if we were to get into more of this, more of the civilian climate core, we would read how it how it's just that. It's, it's, it's literally people coming to your house telling you how to live your life, how, to, how you need to modify your behavior to be in, in more of an alignment with 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 your region with your city that's why the same way they're pushing this this door-to-door vaccine campaign is the same way they're willing to push the civilian climate corps okay well if we can get people to give over their health right their their bodily autonomy what else can we get them to do okay well we can get them to modify modify their behavior reduce their carbon footprint we can we'll, we'll, we'll coach it we'll make it seem nice we'll make it seem altruistic we'll make it seem good and wholesome and decent but really what we're doing is tell, telling them to obey. Really what we're telling them do, to do is to listen to Big Brother. Your lifestyle is unsustainable. It's very dangerous. You dirty American. You need to, be, you need to think local, act global, right? Represent your back city wherever you are. But you have to understand when you're taking from one, you're taking from all. This is global communism. Instead of it being a red flag that these people are waving, it's green. That's all it is. It's 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 uh, communism in the form of 
environmentalism. <laughs> That's the only thing it is. It's the same thing. Global communism in the form of environmentalism. How wild is that? And so speaking of modifying your behavior, speaking of caring about the environment and all this other crazy crap, check this out. Pandemic-driven hunger hits 15-year high as global crisis unfolds. Yeah. It says that the state of food, the state of food and security and net and nutrition in the world of 2021 reports that food insecurity and malnutrition have hit a 15-year high and is likely to worsen. Yeah, because again, when you shut down the first world, the third world suffers. Another reason, my friends, for you guys to get storable goods. Keep your nutrition up. You want to be able to fight COVID, it's because you had a healthy immune system. But this is not that world anymore. Things are changing. This is the climate of control, starving you out. And don't worry. It's like we got, we got, I got a couple more clips, or I got a couple more articles, or a little more, little more things to cover. And then we'll get into South Africa and why you need to have storable goods, why you need to have ammunition, why you need to link up with your neighbors and everything we've talked about here coming true someplace else. Let's see, this is the agenda. This is how it all works. It says, well, before the COVID-19 pandemic, the world was on track to minimize hunger and malnutrition by 2030. But the virus pandemic disrupted economic flows around the globe, unleashing supply chain hell compounded by disruptive weather, along with the overstimulation by central banks and governments helping to induce inflation, which has put the world at a critical juncture. This is a staggering 88 million people went hungry in 2020, or about 10% of the world's entire population. The decade ending in 2014 saw the number of un nourished people fall to 607 million and base through 2019 around 650 million. But as soon as the pandemic hit, food insecurity soared by more than 150 million people to 811 million. Quote, the report indicates that progress has been made for some forms of malnutrition, but the world is not on track to achieve any global nutrition targets by 2030, the report said. Globally, 44% of infants under age under six months of age were exclusively breastfed in 2019, up from 37% in 2012. But the practice varies considerably among regions. Child malnourishment or mal- malnutrition still persists at an alarming rate. An estimated 149 million children were stunted. Stunted! 45 million were wasted, and 39 million were overweight in 2020. The report, rep- the, the report presents new projections of potential additional cases of child stunting and wasting due to COVID-19. Based on, conservative, on a conservative scenario, it is projected that an additional 22 million children in low- and middle-income countries will be stunted. An additional 40 million will be wasted between 2020 and 2030 due to the pandemic. Quote, this is a wake-up call to the entire world, David Beasley, executive director of the World Food Program, told an audience, of, of a webcast on Monday. Beasley said, quote, we're heading in the wrong direction. To think we're going to end hunger by 2030, that's not even possible given the direction, the trajectory we're on now. None of this should come as a surprise to readers as the Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations Global Food Index recently hit a new high. The non-governmental organization warned surging food prices may induce a, quote, potential crisis 
and lower income countries. Quote, rising food imports as a share of all imports can be an early warning indicator for potential crises in some areas. It says, as a reminder, ahead of the rapid rise in food prices, SockGen's market skeptic Albert Edwards in December shared his thoughts about why he started to panic about soaring food prices. And since then, food supply chains remain broken, trillions in fiscal stimulus spent, and exploding commodity costs. We can only imagine the situation is getting worse by the month. More recently, Deutsche Bank's Jim Reed reminds us that emerging markets are more vulnerable to food insecurity since their consumers spend a far greater share of their income on food than those in the developed world. Other highlights from the SOFI report show Asia is home to some of the most undernourished people post-COVID. That's why we should listen to China. Analyst Michael Every and Michael Magdavitz of Rabobank warn that surging food prices could exacerbate global food insecurity. Pandemic-driven hunger may already trigger social unrest and destabilization as as destabilization erupts in impoverished countries such as Haiti, Cuba, and South Africa. And South Africa. And don't you worry, we're going to get to there. We just got to lay the groundwork first because this is intense. They're trying to starve you out. We already talked about this too. Malnourishment. Veganism. And how that's the agenda. To make you malnourished, to make you weak. That way you don't stand up and fight back. You'll be... You'll be too busy trying to stay alive. That's what they want. So, yes, no, get storable goods while you can. That's the plan. They're trying to starve you out. They don't want you to be self-sufficient. They want you standing in a government line, waiting for your handout, tracking your every single move. Look at this. Like I, I, I Again, it's, for me, so easy to see the agenda but i understand everybody else does things differently let me go ahead and pull this article or let me pull this video clip up here for you guys this this video clip of them saying hey we're gonna actually have to have to we're gonna have to try hard to stop these people from eating meat and so again just echoing more of the sentiments that you will not have bacon you will not have red meat you will not have privacy you will not have the freedoms that you have become so accustomed to Right here, British government will have to force people to eat less red meat to meet their climate change targets. Don't you understand? You darn you darn dirty meat eating people. It's your fault that we can't get the carbon neutrality. You useless eaters. You see how again it's just a it's 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 a massive dehumanization campaign where they get us to turn off our Turn off our intuition. Turn off our common sense. Turn it all off. Because they want us to be nothing but obedient. Let me go ahead and get this clip up here for you guys. Maybe I'll read a little bit of the article while the while the, uh, the, the, the clip loads for you guys. <laughs> Insanity. Yeah, Christopher Snowden. Snowdon. Mr. Snow Dawn. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll read a little bit of this while the uh, the clip figures out what it's trying to do. But this comes from Summit.News. It's by Paul and Joseph Watson. They put this up July 12th. It says Christopher Snowden, 
of the Institute for Economic Affairs warns that the British government will only achieve its climate change targets by forcing people to eat less red meat. Snowden made the comments during an appearance on GB News after a leaked report by the National Food Strategy, which encouraged people to consume, quote, edible algae and fermented protein alternatives such as microbes and plant biomass. In principle, there could be a justification for government action. Boris Johnson has made some extremely ambitious ambitious climate change targets. And to do that, if he's serious about doing it, at some point he's going to have to stop advising people to fly less and eat less red meat and find ways of forcing people, says Snowden, adding that this would be tough to impose democratically. Because that's what they're doing. How do... (laughs) How do I enforce my democracy on you? (laughs) How how do I just get you to obey? Yes, you might have free will, but how do I just get you to listen and obey? I need a good slave. I don't need somebody thinking. (laughs) Oh, my God. How do I get Boris Johnson to get people to to force people to eat less red meat democratically? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh. That is insane. That is that is totally insane. Oh, my God. Let me see. Why isn't this clip playing? We need to get this on record so we can listen to this man say, well, this is why we can't get people to <laughs> be democratic. Oh, my God. Let me, let me get this up here for you guys, and then we'll continue on with that. I think it's going to play through Twitter. Uh, but here is Christopher Snowden saying he wants to democratically force people to stop eating meat. And in a sense, that brings us back to this whole issue of red meat, uh, because it is about climate change. Primarily, what Henry is, uh, is proposing this idea that we eat more algae um, and we eat less red meat. And there you have the negative externalities of, of, of climate change, and it's, it's quite a difficult one for economists to really put a figure on but in principle um there could be a justification for government action i think actually when when it comes to red meat it's rather difficult actually to to kind of pass out exactly um you know what the costs and benefits are but the the political reality is that boris johnson has made some extremely ambitious climate change targets um he he wants to get below 78 percent of 1990 levels for carbon emissions in the next 14 years and to do that if he's serious about doing it at some point he's going to have to stop advising people to fly less and eat less red meat and find ways of forcing people and i think that is going to be very difficult to do in a democracy if you see what happened in france when they put 6p on a liter of diesel you had the gilets jaunes setting fire to things and smashing things up every weekend for for a year um even in britain we had the fuel tax protests in 2000. It was the only time that the Labour Party ever fell behind the Tories in the polls over about a 14-year period. Um, and, and these are, you know, this is a penny or two on a litre of a petrol or diesel. We're not talking here about really draconian actions or meat taxes, as, as has been um, proposed. So I think the government is going to really struggle to get the public on side once they see what is required to meet these targets. They will. You will struggle. Uh, they will struggle to meet these targets because they understand that their agenda is not popular. Uh, and they have a plan for that. They have a plan to for sure get us to eat the algae, to eat all the meat, 
or to eat, to eat all the bugs. They have a plan for that. And they talk ad nauseum about it sometimes, but they for sure have a plan for everything they're doing. And the plan is at the end of the day, the plan is to cause as much chaos. So we are forced to follow their only option. Did you not? That's exactly what's going to happen. They are purposely destabilizing things and making things crazy and chaotic. Uh, so that, so that we, we, we follow through on what they want. Uh, the only way they're going to get us to eat red meat, so to speak, is if, is, is if we give over everything, right? It's like the only way they're going to get us to adopt this agenda is by destroying all of our options, and that's exactly what they're doing. So to go ahead and switch stuff up for this, this, this next half of the, of the show, uh, what we're going to be getting into next is what's going on over here in South Africa. So this was a powder keg event. This happened what seems like out of nowhere. Uh, you want to talk about getting us to eat less red meat. Well, when people are, I mean, we saw it already here in America. Trucks were afraid to go to certain areas of the country uh, because of the whole defund the police movement. So if this is just what's happening here, supply line disruptions, imagine seeing all the footage go on and all the chaos unfold in South Africa right now. And imagine trying to get food there. Like I'm going to play for you guys real quick, a video clip of, of, of people in South Africa, basically standing up fighting against the tyranny, not, not even against the tyranny against their fellow citizens, trying to repel mobs of violent looters and rioters coming to their house, trying to come, trying to come to them. And so what I'm, I guess what I'm really trying to say is we're entering into a crazy wheelhouse and this is going to come to us soon. You can believe it. Here, let me go ahead and get this article up here for you guys. Oh, man. Like, yeah, it, it is a mess over there. It is very, very crazy in South Africa right now. Uh, check this out. Armed South African citizens engage and repel mobs of violent rioters. This is an article from the National File by Gabriel Keane. They put this up on July 12th. And it says a wave of rioting, looting and violence tore across South Africa this week after former President Jacob Zuma was jailed with mobs setting fire to and ransacking every storefront in sight. Unlike the U.S. Black Lives Matter riots in 2020, however, where police often protected looters and where armed citizens were arrested for defending for defending property, citizens in South Africa have been allowed to protect themselves in several neighborhoods. I've actually seen footage, too, of of. Of police <laughs> looting too. I kid you not. Of cops breaking into buildings and stealing stuff because of all the chaos that's unfolding. As this video footage shows, citizens engaging a massive contingent of looters on a roadway using shotguns that appear to be loaded with birdshot and less lethal ammunition. In another clip, townspeople can be seen confronting looters with handguns on a busy street. And so, when when I when I play this clip, guys. I, I, I remember, because I'm going to play it, I remember covering a couple weeks back somebody that had fled Venezuela back in like the 90s, basically describing this very same situation. He said, me and my friends, we had the, we had the color chagons. Remember that guy? He said, oh, with the chagons, we, we, we had to patrol our neighborhood. We didn't want to kill anybody, but, you know, we had to make sure they don't come and steal our stuff. This is what he's talking about. And this is coming to a neighborhood near you, coming to a city near you. 
they're getting you used to the chaos. They're getting you used to the destabilization. They're getting you used to the austerity measures, getting used to the shortages, the rations and everything until finally we hit a purge like event. And so audio listeners, you guys can't see this. Clearly, I'm going to play it, but it's intense. It's like something out of a movie, something out of The Walking Dead. We've got a handful of men standing up here at the end of a road with a mob of people barreling towards them. How would you react? Don't waste your ammo. Yeah, stop, stop. Let them come. Okay, let's go. Yeah, guys, we not no time to play here. We're gonna do what we have to do. Jesus, Jesus Christ! And there's more. There's more. Check this out. Uh, armed citizens in KZM, Virulum. Uh, take to the streets says the police are incapable of protecting lives or property from the violent riots in parts of South Africa. So imagine that you and your neighbors are out there with your guns. You got people running into your neighborhood trying to steal your stuff. It's crazy. You got people running into your neighborhood to steal stuff. It's just you and your neighbors. You're praying to God that they don't see that you have anything because they'll come back at night. And this is all popping off. It says, due to the widespread nature of the looting, civilians have taken to establishing roadblocks so their riders may be searched for stolen goods and proof of having been involved in crimes. This next clip says that it is a community-based patrolling, stopping cars, and checking for looted, for looted items. So again, crime is spiking in New York. Crime is spiking in San Francisco uh, because of the pandemic, because of everything else. And they're just getting us used to it getting us used to the lawlessness, used to the chaos, and this is where it will lead to, right? This is what happens with the breakdown of law and order. Here it is. Well, guys, another outstanding piece of work for the team. One, two, three, four, five, six suspects. Number plates covered with plastic and a bucket full of Julux paint.
Jeez. And so, I've got I've got no idea why they took the paint. But Don't you, you, but you be get, proud of your members, your security, your police, and all the volunteers that are part of this team. Be proud of them. They're doing a fantastic job. And so I don't know why they would take paint, but I guess I'm thinking in terms of like, hey, there's scarce resources. Everybody's got a commodity. Everybody's got something. I'm sure that the paint should could be traded to the businesses for, you know, basic services or a little bit of food and stuff like this. Uh, but here's another. Oh gosh, there's there's so many clips, guys. It's insane. I'm only going to play a little bit more of these and then we'll get into another one where where you see an entire warehouse being overtaken. And it is just insane. But this is a, a another one saying the suspected looters are attacked. Cops. Hey, you're a cop. Hey, you're a cop. You're a cop. Hey, you're a cop and you're doing this. We're going to fire you. You're a cop and you're, you're a cop. Hey, you're a cop. Hey, you're a cop. You're a cop. You're a cop and you're doing this. Huh? We're gonna make you all bleed, boy. Dang. So, like I said, even the cops are getting involved. Uh, communities are now looting from looters. Jesus. Jesus, I gotta stop that right there. You know, the other day I was trying to find like a clip to put up. On, I was trying to find a clip to put up on the uh, on on Telegram just to get content out there. And I think in New York City, I saw what was it? Is in New York City they were basically beginning to. Like kids were walking around with machetes. That's what I'm trying to get around to saying. I saw kids in in New York City walking around with machetes. Just broad daylight, walking around, mobbing around with machetes, like, hey, this is just this is just what we do. There's nothing less for us to do. And so I think to myself, my God, where where is this gonna go? Where is this going to go? Nowhere good, I can tell you that. It's already going right down the crapper very, very fast. And so what you see going on in South Africa is it's it's coming to you. It may take a little bit more time, but I assure you, my friends, it is coming. And I think uh, that's what... I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm definitely worried. Don't get me wrong. But I don't even, I don't even know what the proper word is to use, not with something like this. Like, think... Just think about what we're. It's just, it, it, I'm at a loss for words. Here's a couple more clips that'll explain some of the chaos we're getting used to. Uh, again, this is still in South Africa. The article headline is saying that South Africa is facing a burn, loot, murder apocalypse as mass looting and rioting is destroying supplies. So all I can say before I play this clip for you guys is again, get yourself storable goods. Audio listeners, you guys can't see this, but this is a massive 
massive warehouse that's at least the size of what I would say like maybe six football fields or so. I'm not sure, but it's fairly big. And what you're going to be listening to is basically a helicopter flying over the region, showing the warehouse being overtaken by thousands upon thousands of people and how they've left their cars right around the corner. And so it's, it's, it's just insane footage. I would highly recommend you guys go if you're, if you're watching this, to go find this part in the episode and watch it because it's intense. Insane. Incredible. 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 You know, the globalists call us zombies. And I think you can begin to see why. Here's a here's more of the chaos. Who's Antifa? Who's who's right wing? Does it matter? Oh my God! Here's more. I think this is just a drive-by. Yeah. It's just a drive-by showing the carnage and the chaos that happened within like a 48-hour time period. There's 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 billows of smoke in the background. Trash all over the floor, people running, God knows where. Just bedlam, just mayhem. And you can hear from the narrator's voice that she's obviously distressed. And they're just, just driving by, just showing the chaos. Jesus. Jeez, man. Uh, here is another clip, again, just showing. Like, like th- this clip will show you there's just a fire in the middle of the street. Pillars of smoke billowing out from the center of it. An onlooker standing. Yeah, yeah, they're doing rights, yeah. And so I'll tell you where I've seen this before. Indians are burning the squatter camps. Indians are burning the squatter camps. Jesus. Yeah, I've, I've seen that here in America. Wait here, wait here. Well, let's just take care. Yeah, I've seen this here in America. Hey, what you uh, No, wait here on the side. I want to see. I want to see what is happening in California. They have burned homeless camps. Hey, bro! Indians are burning the squatter camps. Yo, yo, yo! Pizza, my respect. It's happening, Baba. 
in this place. Yeah, Christmas Day. I've seen this here in America as well, where they burn homeless camps. And here's another clip in South Africa showing uh, looks like storage containers and truck depots being overran. It's insane, dude. Fires inside of, I'm sure, the warehouse facilities, the storage facilities where they keep food. Dude, and, what, and what's crazy is, like, I, I look at all this carnage that's going down. I look at all this these these scenes of chaos and madness, and I think how many not necessarily how many lives were lost in that night, how many lives are going to be lost over a period of time because those people couldn't get access to basic necessities, basic medical supplies, and stuff like that. <sighs> And so here are some of those Indians. Here's some of those Indians finding a looter and beating him in the street. I'm not going to watch this. We're not going to watch that. We're not going to watch that. So over 70 people have been killed in South Africa. And I'm sure that's a very, very extremely conservative number uh, as South Africa has crumbled due to the lack of military intervention. And even even today, like as I'm saying this, they have deployed uh, military members to the area to help regain some semblance of, of normalcy and order. But even then. That's that's not order. That's martial law. Uh, but this is what they want. And so here is a, another collection of clips that are coming out of South Africa. So people being shot, people shooting. Oh, my God. And so this is this is a 16-second clip of just of a, of a broad day shootout. Here's a clip of, of, of police officers in South Africa looting. It looks to be like three female police officers. They're loading up stuff inside of a police officer's van, putting supplies in, sketchily looking around to see if anybody notices what they're doing. as roaming mobs of people run right by. Jesus. And and it happened so fast, this chaos. I think this is another one of those car patrol videos. I think that's another one of those car patrol videos. This is one of the uh, gun stores being overran, the ammunition being taken out, which means more of those gunshots and gun gunfights in the middle of broad daylight is going to take place. There's a gun safe being emptied, ammo all over the floor, weapons being taken off of the shelves, taken off of the racks. 
Ooh. Yeah, and an armory being raided. Here is a here is a security. Here is conversations that took place within like a private security chat. And so just listen to the panic in this man's voice as he describes like the situation. He talks about giving out ammo. He talks about them coming over, uh, uh, coming over a bridge, him having to lock stuff down. Just listen to this, this security operative's voice as he explains the current situation. Oh, oh, dang. So I, I, I dropped the ball, guys. None of that was even none of that was even playing the way that it should have been playing. That was me dropping a major ball. Oh, shucks. But at least I showed you guys some of those clips. Glad I caught it right here. This is the most important part. Listen to the security operative break down uh, what's going on in South Africa in real time. It's 2.47 a.m. And this took place uh, uh, July 14th. Just look, or oh, July 13th, 2.47 a.m. Yeah, Jim, we had an incident here today. SAP's contacted me and the security companies contacted me asking for ammunition. I gave them about 10 boxes of uh, shotgun shells and uh, about 200 rounds of uh, 9 mil. By 9 o'clock it was finished. They asked me again. So what I did was I contacted Hens Arms and Michael Hen helped me. They quickly smuggled through 1,000 rounds of um, 9 mil, 1,000 rounds of shotgun and uh, 300 rounds of... Uh, 0.556 um, R5 rounds and also 40, 40 caliber rounds, about a thousand of them. Um, they gave that to me, myself and Dean Wright paid for it. It was 21,700 rand. We had to pay for it. I paid 10 grand, Dean paid 11 grand. And uh, yeah, so we arranged on Noel McDonough. He was very kind. He got an aircraft in the air for us. We arranged, um, we arranged for him to land at uh, Desi's Speedway Raceway there on Desi's farm. Um, he quickly landed there. It was half an hour flight. He loaded up all the ammo for us. Then um, I got some security guys to help us and clear the golf course area. And uh, IPSS security assisted as well. And the aircraft landed on the golf course. Uh, no flash. It's ongoing now. They're trying to come over the bridge at Amkamas. Oaks are shooting the shit out of the Oaks. They're running out of fucking ammunition, and there are thousands of them. They're now coming over the bridge at Scottborough literally five minutes ago. They're going to take over Scottborough. They want to know why Scottborough is not burning. They're going to burn down Scottborough tonight. There's not enough people. There's not enough police. There's big shit, and nobody can help. And no they're coming down from Mandawi on the main road to cross the Scottborough Highway Bridge. Plenty of them. It is absolutely full, jam-packed. Fall back to lines and get ready to defend. Yeah, that's the situation from security forces there. And so you got to think, man. This is just the first first 48 hours. They're going to need, for sure, military intervention to help reclaim... Millions of stuff all over. Yeah, to reclaim the city, all over the road. to reclaim the region, there's no way. Because this is the first night, man. And I, and I look at this, like I said, this is the first night. Look at how much damage has been done. What happens when the food set in? What happens when the withdrawal set in? 
what happens whenever like the paranoia sets in, like there are just different stages to how civilization collapses. And this is not a good site. It happens so fast that it is, it's going to slow burn. I mean, look at this. Look at this. This is like a, a house literally on fire. Petal in the uh, expensive neighborhood, eight pregnant five. I was just waking up and his wife and he heard something went through the window and he went to the office. There was fly, flames all over, so it's a petrol bomb. He just made it outside and the house caught fire. Now the whole neighborhood outside in the back side of the house, the other side of the house. Fire patrol, the uh, fire unit being called out, no response, no answer, nothing. So they called out the local farmers. They're on their way here to save the fire, but it's already too late, as you can see. Jeez, dude. That's insane. It's, it's, it's going to boil down to who your neighbors are, how much ammunition you got, and how long you can fight them off. Cops ain't coming. There's no one coming to save you. It's going to intensify. And this is coming to America. You've already got BLM showing solidarity with their communist leader. This is this is insane. So I'm going to go ahead and start wrapping this up. I think that's the best way for me to close this out, guys, because those images you saw and listened to right there, that's the beginning. That like they are only getting just started. It is going to intensify. We are going to have uh, we're going to have towns on fire the same way we had these mostly peaceful protests over the summer. We're going to have regions that are inaccessible due to the lockdown. You've already got secession theories being discussed. This is not a good thing. Because the only people that profit from this chaos and this destabilization are the very people that caused it. We, 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 we would talk about, you know, BLM, don't they feel bad about what they're doing to these people's communities? You know, I thought they were about black empowerment. Why would they go out there and go destroy people's communities? Right. That's 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 one thing we would discuss over here. You think in South Africa they're having any of this discussion? Or you think they're just killing and, and burning stuff? Like this is such a – and I'm sure if we were to look into the devil of the details, we would figure out like, oh, it's being portrayed wrong, this, that, and the third. I get that. But how do you explain massive amounts of riots? How do you explain all these people dying? How do you explain all this this carnage, this litter, this trash? How do you explain this? The, the, the thing is, is you don't. Because you know it's going to get worse. Jeez, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm truly at a loss sometimes for words, man. It, it, it is crazy. Uh, yeah, precisely. It's, it's a ginormous chaz zone. And we're already seeing it uh, where, where, they're, where they're having these autonomous zones, where they're erecting their own Sharia law no-go zones. It's crazy what is happening to society. And so, again, you can see how they would have regional takedowns of the power grid. You can see uh, you could see how you would have accelerationists wanting to burn everything. You could see how everything we've talked about here on our show in a single night over there in South Africa. And that's what I'm saying. This happened within a couple hours. And at the same time, you've got. Again, Cuba, France, and Greece getting uh, getting activated, fighting back against this COVID tyranny. We're in it now. We are through the looking glass. 
God only knows where this is going to take us because what I've seen already is enough to make me say, stop. Let's hope that our hearts don't fail us for what's coming upon us. And they will try. They will try everything in their power to retain onto it. And all we can, all we can do is try to hold on to our integrity, try to hold on to our humanity, try to hold on for dear life to our soul and who we are, because these people, they're trying to do everything they can to rip it from us, to destroy us, to turn us into them. And that's why we need to have a plan. We need to fight back against this. And it's only going to intensify. Like I look, I look at those images as I look at what's going on over there in South Africa. And I look down at my watch and I think it's only a matter of time. It truly is. And so that's, that's, that's why I have plans that I do not publicly talk about on the air, nor do I mention over text message that I have a literal, we, we have like a literal, I'm just saying there's, there's, there's codes. There's a way you speak to certain people these days. People get what's going on and you need to be trained up. You need to have those liberal tier, the liberal tier gun oil. You need to be, you need to be prepared. Don't listen to the mainstream compromised media telling you what to do. All they're going to do is set you up for failure. We need to set ourselves up for success or at least survivability at this point. That's what I would be grateful for is survivability. Y'all can keep success. <laughs> success these days means uh, vaxxing that thing up. And I'm all right. I'm quite all right. These days, all I can ask you guys for is, 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 is what little support you guys give us and more of the prayers. I'm not even asking you to share the work. I'm just asking for your prayers, your understanding, your patience, your love, and your support, whatever you can give, because I understand we all have very little in these days. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know it's been an intense episode. We've taken a lot of turns, a lot of twists. We've been all over the place, but that's because that's this world, man. I'm doing my best. I, I'm doing the best I can trying to navigate it, trying to put together something uh, coherent and uh, uh, informational. I don't want to just sit up here and say it's going to, it's going to hell in a handbasket. You've got to explain it, and you got to explain what comes after that, and then what comes after that. It's not all chaos. There is a rhyme to the reason. There is a purpose to it all. But we're only going to understand it the more we stay attached to it. It is crazy, though. I tell you, it truly is crazy what is going on. Uh, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you want to support this operation, click the link in the episode article and get yourself a subscription tier. I shudder to think how many more episodes we have left. We understand that they are doing a, 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 a. We understand that they're going to have a, a attack on the power grid. We understand all the different things that they're doing. Like, I, like I'll put it to you this way. The amount of work I do is directly correlated to the amount of support I get. And so that's why I'm having to change stuff, pull stuff back and not do as much because the support's not there. If you guys want to support us, hit the link in the episode article get a subscription tier because if they try to shut us down, I'm only going to be doing shows for those, for those that support us. That's how this works. We've had several to nine years of being out here and look at what they're doing to us. Look at how fast they're moving. And it is only because of your guys' continued support prayers and more that we're here. 
But like I said, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, and the exclusive members crew. Out.